listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Are you ready to witness greatness? NFL fans, welcome to the largest tailgate party in the nation. Let's go! Different day, same recipe. Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. The king of sports books. We're setting you up with the information you need to watch your team win. Victory is the end game. We're here to break it all down. Let's go, let's go. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Presented by BetMGM. Now, we're live from your tailgate. Here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz, and sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Happy Week 14 to you as we get you all set for the big matchups today. Hope everybody is doing well. I just took a scalding hot shower. Not sure why. I always do that, and I feel like playing a September game in Miami right now. How are you guys doing? Everything good? I thought you would take a cold shower because the Army-Navy game went into overtime and the overhit for the first time in, in 17 years uh, in that game. So uh, we had one game yesterday. It was fun. It was fun. But we have a full slate of NFL today. Uh, crack, buddy. I feel like last weekend we had a little bit of bad luck altogether. And I feel like now that we're, we're separated, the luck will return to the three of us. Well, you know, um, uh, constant professionals are supposed to not believe in luck. But yet, listen, I'm from the East Coast. I can't help it. I, I grew up in New York and New Jersey. I, I, there's superstition still in my blood, even though I, I know that it's beyond the models, the math, the algorithms, the analytics. There is still that luck factor. And, um, yeah, we, we, uh, we ran into a little bit of bad luck. I think every bet you made at the counter, I think, lost. I think um, – <laughs> yeah, we, we, and, and by the way – We're confidence in our picks today, guys. We, yeah. lost, all, we lost all of them yeah. last week. Yeah, and I mean, our best about, bets listen, hit. It ha- our best yeah. bets hit. Who, who in media? Listen, listen to our, listen to us three, the three amigos here. We actually talk about losing. I mean, it's part of the business. It's part. Am I losing for the year? Absolutely not. I get thrown out of bookmakers left and right. They're scared to death of me. Uh, so, you know, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying we have losing weeks. We have losing periods. I mean, um, we had over in the first half of, of of a game last week, guys. That I probably don't remember suffering that much um not financially even though it was a giant swing for me um mentally too because i had the guys on it and and, and of course they put together like a five-teamer joe public parlay with money lines and everything else and of course all their games won and um you know we, we had a first half uh kansas city uh cincinnati over which literally i mean is there a game this year guys that you bet that you thought should have won more than that i mean how many times were we knocking on the door there and then to go for it on fourth and one on the one i, I just uh, a field goal we, we we win it's a giant swing for everyone these things happen though at least we talk about it on media a lot of the shows don't they only talk about their winners and what they've been doing uh let, let, you know we, we've had a really good season on here giving out games so far uh we're you know we're, we're back today adam and uh we're sure we're going to turn this around i think it's hilarious that we put together, Jeff, as Crack says, our Joe Public Parlay yes. in Mississippi, and everything came through. Everything, except for that first half, uh, Chiefs Bengals, and it was just disgusting. Oh, it man. was disgusting to not get there. So we were ever so close, man. I should have been headed back 
to uh, uh, to Mississippi on Monday to claim our winnings, but it was not meant to be. It, it wasn't meant to be. We're going to make up for it today, though. We're going to yeah. we're going to have a better. Joe Public Parlay at some point, maybe we will, maybe we won't, and we'll <laughs> cash it, it today to get to, to make sure we can. We get it. This is why they don't work, right? I mean, come on, like it, it, yeah. this is a. It was we were did a parlay because we were together. It was a ton of fun, um, but um, yeah, it was uh, it was fun to be together. And uh, another weekend. Oh no, it was action. a great was weekend. Crazy. It really was. Though we had a lot of fun. Yeah. We had some dinner, some history, and and uh, we just got to got to actually meet each other for the first time. So it was uh, it was a good thing. And we're uh, we're there's some rumors that we're going to be doing it again here in the next month. So. That's right. Looking forward yeah. to that if it works out. I can hear the imaging in my head. Joe Public Parlay. It's a, <laughs> you know, wah, 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 wah. We'll get the DJ Airhorn in there and everything. Uh, okay, let's start with Vikings at the Lions. This one is really interesting to all of us. How about the Lions? They're getting even more money on them this morning. So they're up to a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So the Lions are 5-7. and seven. Yes, they've played better lately. They've won three of four games. But the Vikings are a 10-2 and two team, and this is yet another week where Vegas, the line, the betting, they're saying, we don't believe in you, Minnesota. That's as loud as it can yeah. get with, Min- with Minnesota being an underdog against a sub-500 team here today. Well, no one's really believed in them, right? They, they, they were hosting the Cowboys a couple weekends ago, and they were, what, getting a point in that game? Or, or was it kind of around a pick And the Cowboys yeah. just came off, I think, a, pa- oh, a, a bad loss as well. Like, I think, I think they, you know, they're, they're kind of telling you what they feel about them. But more importantly, I think it's about how they feel about the Lions here, right? And the Lions, we, we mocked them for their defense. Their defense has played a lot better recently. Like, they have Absolutely. kind of gotten it together. They fired, the, they fired their, their defensive backs coach. And I typically don't believe in – a firing of a single coach, especially at that position, to be the the catalyst. But somehow that has worked out. They play much better on defense. I think that they're kind of showing you right now. Vegas is that they believe in the Lions a little bit more than the ten and two Vikings. And I'll tell you what, man. Um, when and I don't know if you feel this way, crack. You you, you wager a little bit differently than, than Brian and I do. But when Vegas is telling you something, like if you if you look at this game, and you say, man, the Vikings should be favored, but they're not. That gets me thinking about why, right? I mean, like, they must be on to something here if the line is set in this direction, and it kind of changes the way I feel about a game where I might have said, man, I'm, I'm Vikings all the way, but you think, like, well, I don't know about this one because there's a reason this line is set where it's at. Yeah, no, uh, this game actually opened up Sunday night. Uh, for people at home that don't realize that, the, the game's actually open the night of uh, – a- after the Sunday, like after tonight, the games will open up for the NFL next week almost everywhere so this game opened up minnesota actually minus one and a half uh, i was in mississippi made a call back to vegas and said told my buddy i said listen if uh if it's one and a half still you got maybe you got to grab a little on detroit here uh good good uh good home dog situation now it has changed around and we see detroit being the favorite and let me just tell you this is going to be a bold statement for a, a five and seven team to even say this but Detroit may be the best team in the NFC North. Uh, they, they're playing, even though they're five and seven. Vikings are ten and two. And, and granted, Vikings find a way to win these these ten and two games uh, to get there, and that says a lot for a team too. You know, a lot of people, a lot of the pros are thinking that you know I, they don't really don't deserve to be ten and two. And uh, but there is something to be said about a team that wins these close games too. I understand. But this situation, this game, this means so much more to Detroit, this game. Oh, my God, this means so much more. But a lot of times it just seems like these division games and even in general, Detroit 
games, they play so close to the vest that I wish it was plus three. I, I wish it was the other way around. Um, this could well, be a three-point game correct. either way. If either it was way. plus three, there would, the books would close because all those sharps would take the plus three action in a heartbeat. Like, no, yeah, of course. They, they would love plus three in this game. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, about the Lions, the Lions right now, I think you can argue, are playing the best football in the NFC North. I'm not sure they're the best team, and we'll obviously we'll find out today kind of with the Vikings, but they're playing the best football. Yeah. They're, they're playing a, a complementary style of ball, right? Offensively, they've been good all season, but it was more the defense never really came along, right? And it was, it was the defense that was holding them back. But again, now the defense is playing a lot better the last month of the season. Jared Goff, and I've made fun of Jared Goff many times, don't get me wrong on this one, He's playing much better football. Now, is he an elite quarterback? No, but in the system they're running with the weapons they have, Amon Ross St. Brown is fantastic, right? Jameson Williams is back now. I'm not sure he played much last week on offense. They have two really good running backs. Guys, when when healthy, their offensive line is a top-five offensive line. They have a great offensive line. Like They have the weapons in place. Goff just has to kind of not screw it up, and he's doing that right now. They're a, and they, run, they have an exciting brand of offense if you watch – them to kind of focus on, on the different variety of things they do in the run game, the variety of things they do all over the field. And it was a matter of just, is that defense going to get better? Is it going to get better? And it did. And now we're seeing the win streak, the better football, the complete games. Like They're playing more complete games, right? I think that's important to note here as we head into this Vikings game that the Lions are playing better football as a team. And that's why I think they're the favorite. Yeah, it's crazy that the Vikings can clinch the division today yeah. with the winner of tie. It's week 14. They can clinch already. It's crazy how that too, division. What's that? I think Chiefs I think Chiefs win the division today too. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. A, it's a, Very well it's, might it's, happen. It's a hat. We call these uh we call these uh, hat and shirt games. Cuz in the locker room, yeah. when you clinch the division, you get a hat and a shirt. It says NFC North Champs. And that's a special motivation. It's a hat and shirt game. They they, uh, they never get old. I never saved mine. I was thinking about that. I never saved any of the playoff paraphernalia I got in my career. I don't know why. I've been like, worth now, some money like, today. Wow. What? I, I mean, wouldn't be worth. Any, I mean, I didn't it, win a it'd playoff. It'd be worth game. more of a sentimental for your yeah, children and but, stuff. Yeah. So it's it's a hat and shirt game. So if the Vikings do win today, man. They get that hat and shirt. They're in, and uh, that kind of adds a little bit extra, I think, to this game as well. By the way, are the, the shirts always the same sizes, right? Because it's got to vary. If you have the shirt going over the shoulder pads compared to the shirt just yeah, going on your a, body, it's got to be different. That's a great question. I don't, I don't know what the size is. I think they're just like one giant size. Maybe? <laughs> this will work. Like one, It'll be a nightgown. If, one, if, one, giant, one giant size. Um, yeah, so the Vikings have you know, a little more to play for this weekend. But your point about you know, Denver needs this game, right? If you look at the, the NFC wildcard standings right now, and the way this is kind of shaking out, they are a legit candidate to still make the playoffs right now. But with the Giants playing the Eagles today, that helps the Lions, of course, if the Giants were to lose that game. Uh, the Commanders are off. Um, but you gain a game on on the Commanders. You, you gain a game on the Giants. Uh, the Seahawks, uh, they have Carolina today. So, you know, Carolina beats them. So it's, it's important to continue to, to play well this weekend and hope you, you know, kind of grab a, a game or two here uh, while everyone loses. You know, I feel like I'm channeling my inner crack on this game because there's so much focus on the sides because the Lions are favored. They're five and seven. They're favored against the ten and two team. But if you peek to the over, fifty-one and a half is high for an NFL game. But you think about these two teams, Minnesota. Their offense has been fantastic. 
especially as of late, and their defense has not been fantastic. You look at the Lions, they're averaging 32 points over their past four games. And you think about the earlier matchup, you go all the way back to week three, they combined for 52 points. They missed four field goals in that game. Both teams combined attempted five field goals. So I'm looking at the over in this game. If you don't like for the entire game, that first half over might be where you want to look. Good, 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 good. I, I actually would. This game opened up 53 and a half. Uh, it's down to 51 and a half. Do not know the reasons why, to be honest with you. And uh, 26 first half. Yeah, that's a pretty blanket number everywhere. Uh, yeah, that that that'd be one way to to look at this game. Yeah, definitely. Hey, new users, download the BetMGM app today and use code Countdown for a special offer. That's code Countdown in the BetMGM app. We are off and running. We've got Jeff Schwartz, eight-year NFL veteran, who has how many uh, shirt and T-shirts? Uh, Missing. I, I'm sorry, uh, hat and T-shirts from I've your had time played, in the I've NFL. had three, three of those. I've made the playoffs three times. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. Bill Krakenberger from crackwins.com. I'm Brian No, We have plenty to do. We've got divisional matchups galore. There are seven of them this weekend in the NFL. We'll get to one very interesting storyline in terms of one team just crushing the other team as of late. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. You're locked into Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Touchdown! And it's presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz, and sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Be sure to check out the new-looking features in the BetMGM app. It's fast and easy access to the sports you love. Whether it's live betting, the daily Lions Boost, or the cash-out feature, new users can use the code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. All right, if we dive into one of the seven divisional matchups we have in Week 14, how about the Browns and the Bengals? The Bengals have won four straight. At first glance, a little hard to believe. This is the first four-game winning streak for the Bengals under their head coach, Zach Taylor. They haven't won four in a row. It's not like, you know, six, seven in a row, yeah. but four in a row is the best that they've done. And they come in here playing great football. They just beat the Titans two weeks ago, beat the Chiefs last week, and they are a five-point favorite right now at BetMGM. The interesting thing, though, Joe Burrow, 0-4 in his career against yeah. the Browns, and that includes 17 sacks, Four turnovers. Yep. Miles Garrett has feasted against a suspect offensive line that was even worse last year. It's better now. But this is an interesting uh, line here. Deshaun Watson, his first action in over a year and a half. Not great. Not no. great against the Texans last week with one interception, no touchdowns, <clears throat> only threw for 131 yards. But, Crack, you saw this line. It's down as as low as three and a half Even that MGM the Bengals are favored moved. by here. MGM just, uh, MGM, too, MGM yeah. just went to three and a half. Uh, we talked about this on the break. The three of us were texting back and forth. This is the biggest move right now of the day. It's actually a very surprising move. Just think about this. Just a few short weeks ago, Cleveland played Cincinnati. Of course, uh, it, it was in Cleveland. Cleveland actually really almost, let's call it what it was, an embarrassing double-digit victory. Um, Cleveland was, just think about this. Cincinnati was a three-and-a-half-point favorite then at home. I'm sorry, on the road. Now they're three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. 
This is the NFL, folks. Like I say it every week. I'm going to say for the 14th week in a row, anything can and will happen. Um, it, it's just amazing. It, this one this one actually amazed me. I didn't expect this game. Um, Jeff took this game at opener when it opened six and yeah. a half. It opened six and six and a half everywhere. And uh, Jeff actually grabbed up, some, gobbled up the, the six and a half, maybe because of uh, Burrow has never – uh, uh, beaten a uh, uh, Cleveland is that right, Jeff? Is that, yeah, well, I, it, was my it, that stat I heard it, right? A, a couple things uh, uh, why I took um, the 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 Browns here. One um, is that the Bengals have come off a physical win against the Titans, an emotional win against Kansas City. This feels like a little bit of a letdown spot, even though it is a divisional rival in the Browns, right? But but like a little bit of a letdown spot, right? Like you you, you played this again physical game. Then you beat the Chiefs, and now everyone's talking about you as Super Bowl contenders, right? Like, you know, a lot of us thought the Browns were kind of quote unquote frauds, right? I mean, uh, the the Bengals, like kind of frauds last year, right? Like not really deserving of that role. A lot of us, like me, I said, hey man, they're pretty good this year, right? Things have changed. We're, we're kind of elevating them now to this Super Bowl contender talk and win, win the AFC talk. And the Browns, meanwhile, played a very bad game on offense against the Texans. We, we were watching that game last week together. It was 7-5 to five at one point. Then Kyle Allen fumbles at the two-yard line. And Watson was bad. He was throwing worm burners, right, just hitting the ground as much as possible, oh, killing yeah, all those worms in that grass. And I expect him to play better today in his, in his game back. But you mentioned Joe Burrow stats against the, the Browns. There's no mistake that the Browns have a defensive plan that works against the Bengals. And I believe will continue to work this week. And part of it is Miles Garrett's really good, and they can't block Miles Garrett ever. And I don't know what changes today about that. <laughs> like they haven't been able to block him. And I think that the combination of the Browns being able to run the ball and Watson being better, the Bengals off these big emotional games, these big physical games, playing now physical Browns offensive line. I do uh, six and a half is a great number. Three and a half great number. might not take it. Much yeah. better at six and a half. But it would not surprise me if this game was a field goal game because of the reasons I mentioned. Yeah, and T. Higgins isn't 100%, who we love, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver. So it's a sneaky spot, isn't it? And I like what you're thinking, Jeff, where, I mean, it's not like the Bengals are going to shrug their shoulders and be like, what time's the game today? I know you're not saying that, but it's different than playing the Chiefs. It's different than playing the Titans, especially in that spot two weeks ago to play the, the Browns, and even though they smacked around the Bengals earlier this year, smacked them around, yeah, it's a bit of a letdown spot. So, and, and, you know, you can throw some of that stuff, like the emotional stuff, out the window to a degree when it comes down to who's blocking Miles Garrett. And if you don't have an answer to that question, it could be yeah. a long day. The Bengals have actually, in the last couple of weeks, been the biggest bet team to win the Super Bowl more than any other, any other team. I talked to a couple book, couple bookmakers this week. Everyone is betting all over Cincinnati now. All of a sudden, the Cincinnati train is trying to roll into the station, and we're going to see if Cleveland can, uh, you know, see if they can do something here. Uh, this line move means a lot. I'll just tell you that. I watched the sharpest sports book in the industry that controls the market just go from five to three and a half in one shot, yeah. and I, all of a sudden I took a picture of the screen, sent it to the guys. I knew that, you know, at the whole – everyone follows them, and, and, and really they, they should because they, get the, they take, you know, some very large bets. And by the way, guys, something I was talking about at dinner last night. This is how hard it is to beat the NFL. Bill Krakenberger can walk up to almost any casino in this town, and if I want to bet an NFL game, they'll just say, bring your money. How much do you want to bet on it on the side? 
If I go to that same exact sports book to bet a college basketball game, they literally have to go in the back and make, get new changes of underwears out because Bill Krakenberg is betting a college basketball game. So if that's how hard it is to beat the NFL. Don't think you're going to make a living betting NFL sides. I'll just tell all you guys out there. Oh, well, yeah. and how about this, Crack? Just along that same line, this is a good game to, to test that out. The Eagles at the Giants. Yeah. The Giants are seven-and-a-half-point home underdogs. Who's running to the window to bet the Giants today, right? Like Saquon Barkley is 50-50 to even play. Yeah. You've got, what, the Giants are 0-2-1 in their last three games. They tied last yeah. week against Washington. Who's running to bet the Giants? This is a divisional matchup. The Eagles, we just saw them smack around Tennessee yeah. last week. We were high on the Eagles. Don't be surprised if seven in the hook is the right side. I bet the Giants. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, everybody, but – Jeff Schwartz with the Giants. Um, there's a couple reasons for this. One is a divisional game. Like, sets yes. a lot of points in divisional games. Seven points. It, it's a lot, right? These teams know each other very well. How about this? Uh, Jalen Hurts is 16-2 in his last 18 games as a starter. Okay? In the, in the regular season. They, they lost the Bucks in the playoffs. Those two losses are divisional games. Mm. Washington and the Giants. Like, it's hard to win divisional games on the road. Um, sort of the same thing. Like, you just played this big emotional win against Tennessee. The Giants team has not played as well recently. But, guys, the Giants play close football games. And the reason they do that is their defense just does enough. I don't know. It's hard to explain. They don't have, like, great players on defense besides their defensive line. Certain pieces on the defensive line. And they're healthier on defense, too, which is very helpful, especially on that pass rush. But more importantly, offensively, they don't give the ball up. Like they, they don't do stupid things, right? Like they, Daniel Jones used to be the king of a fumble, a bad interception. That's out of the offense right now. And Saquon Barkley got there early today. He's 50-50. I get it. It does feel like it's more of like a, a muscle thing than like a nerve thing in his neck. Because it popped up like on Wednesday. And that kind of feels to me like he slept wrong on it or something. And like woke up kind of sore and couldn't move very much. You know that happens the older you get. When you get kind of, you're like, oh. And for four days in a row, you can't move your neck, right? Now imagine playing a football game, having that happen to you. That's what it feels like to me. So I think he'll play today. Um, and that obviously changes. But he hasn't played great the last month either. I just think crack, it's a lot of, it's a lot of points in a divisional matchup for a Giants team that has played everyone close most of the season. Yeah, he hasn't played good in a month. And like, like you said, he hasn't really played up to the, you know his, his, his standard numbers. And um, let me just tell you, the Giants haven't played good in a month. They haven't won a game in a month. So, yeah. uh, you know, as, Crack, as Jeff and I – uh, buddy. That's all we need, uh, man. Oh, no, I know that. I know that. Jeff and I predicted, though, earlier in the season, this team started out 6-2, and two, and oh, yeah. uh, Jeff and I were on the under, and now they're 7-4-1 and, one and, and, and literally probably battling here for a playoff spot. Um, I wouldn't be so fast to lay the points in this game. You're, you're right, Jeff. I, I don't have a side on the Giants or, or, or Philadelphia, but um, I, I probably wouldn't. This old-school division home dog mm-hmm. rival game here. Uh, Giants are definitely playing better this year than they were supposed to be pre-flop the beginning of the season. And, um, you know, Philly has been a, a, literally a wrecking train. They've been, they've been just beating up everybody. And even last week, I thought it was a, we all thought it was a good spot for Tennessee last week. And um, it, it, they, they really proved us wrong. Philly is yeah. legit, uh, one of the best teams in football. But yet, they might not be the best team. Again, going back to what I was just saying, they might not be the best team in the NFC East, though. Dallas is that good. So uh, we're going to see them play each other in Dallas in a a few weeks, and uh, we'll see what happens there. But 
This is uh, this is this is another big game. Now, there are some great Week 14 games today. Wow, there is so many important games here. Teams are jockeying for playoff position. Wow, big week on tap, guys. Yes, and for what it's worth, the Giants as an underdog this season, seven and one against the spread. So see if they can push that to eight and one. Tight today. games, like Jeff said. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, we are going to go from the uh, splendid Week 14 slate, as you were pointing out there, crack, to the splendid Isaac Lowenkron with the latest. Ilo, what is oh, going on? I love these introductions by Brian. You're in the running for the famous Fox Sports Radio Colleague of the Month Award. <laughs> I mean, typically around here, people uh, introduce me with something like, and now, for from the sublime to the ridiculous, here's Lohenkron. So, <laughs> so You're like, great. thanks. Thank awesome. you. <laughs> greatly appreciated. Also greatly appreciated, USC quarterback Caleb Williams, because on Saturday night, he won the Heisman Trophy. His acceptance speech, not only gracious, but humorous. The finalists that sit right here in front of me, and I may be standing up here today, but y'all get to go to college football playoffs. <laughs> Guess you can't win them all. Anyway, NFL Media provides these injury updates this morning. Giants running back Saquon Barkley, 50-50 to play today against the Eagles because of a neck injury. Seahawks receiver DK Metcalf will play today against the Carolina Panthers despite a hip injury, but running back Kenneth Walker not expected to play due to an ankle injury. Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence is expected to play at Tennessee despite a sprained toe. Browns receiver Amari Cooper, a game-time decision today against the Bengals due to a hip injury, while ESPN reports the Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is likely to also miss next week's game against the Browns because of a sprained knee. In an NBA Finals rematch on Saturday night, the Golden State Warriors defeated the Boston Celtics 123-107. to Klay Thompson scored 34, Steph Curry 33 with six three-pointers. And in Denver's 115-110 win over the Utah Jazz, Nikola Jokic had a triple-double of 31 points, 12 rebounds, and 14 assists. He also blocked four shots. Back we go now to the very splendid Brian No. Thank you, Ilo. Appreciate that. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Let's dive into this. Uh-huh. Follow the money. Real good money. All right, we're following the money with Jason Scott, BetMGM VP of Trading. Good morning, Jason. You know, it's funny. I just thought right before the interview, it's amazing how what BetMGM or what Vegas needs the most – they often get like last week you needed the Bengals the most and shockingly it worked out for you guys who do you need the most today in week 14 well I've got a very specific Christmas wish today I uh, we've seen a lot of money for the Vikings money line and a lot of money for the Lions spread so if I could pick one it would be the Lions to win by one or two points so we can get all the chocolates uh Ironically, the um, the Bengals are our other big uh, bad result, uh, who have moved from five and a half to four probably in the last fifteen minutes. But uh, money line is spread, and and the and the scale of the handle, they're going they're going to be our number one need in the early slate, and it looks like we're really going to need the Chargers to beat the Dolphins in um, in the in the late slate. The way that money's lining up. I feel like you're also going to be big Denver Bronco fans today. I can't imagine many people are putting money on them today. Uh, funnily enough, it, 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 right now the spread is actually we're taking more money on the Broncos plus nine and a half. That's skewed by a couple of uh, larger bets, but I think with what we'll see in the next two and a half hours, you'll be right, Jeff. Uh, Jace, hey, uh, did you just say that Cincinnati 
is your bi- biggest exposure for the day. So you'll be on Cleveland. Did I hear you right? That's correct. Okay. Let me ask you, why, so a sports book, would you guys be so fast to move that game knowing you need Cleveland money, or would you just go with the rest of the screen when you see the, you know, some of the other books, some of the other key books in, in, the, in the industry? Uh, would you just be so fast to move that, or would you actually say, let's wait, let's get some of that Cleveland money, maybe get a little bit tighter of a, 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 a book going on here, and, and, or, or would you just kind of move with the flow, knowing that that's, going, that's where the line's going anyway? One of the biggest and best syndicates in the country, probably the biggest, uh, bet that with us, and we go with them. We've we, 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 we got a philosophy that we're trying to find what's the right price where you can take money on both sides. We know that if you go with these syndicates, it works better for us in the long run, even if the money's 80, 21 way. Cool, cool. And I find it interesting you talk about that. One of, one, we haven't talked about it yet on the show, but you know, one of the bigger games later on we, is Kansas City-Denver. It opened up 10, 9.5, 10. And so you're actually saying you have more money on Denver than Kansas City. And that just shocks me. It shocks me when, when uh, you know, all those little bets in volume, $50, $100 bets come in. You would think automatically the big public marquee teams like Kansas City uh, that you'd be you know, one-way sided on a, on a game like that. Um, uh, but you're saying right now it looks like even maybe even skewed to Denver a little bit. Am I hearing right? It is skewed to Denver. Again, the, these late slate games change markedly between what's now 10.37 and, right, right, uh, later on. and kickoff time. So I think the money will come for the Chiefs. And the other thing we have to remember, I'm, I'm talking about singles liability here. Uh, I know through the parlays the Chiefs will be horrible, both money line and spread. And, and 40% of our tickets, uh, I, uh, on a Sunday in our parlays, about probably twenty less than twenty percent of the handle, but it's forty percent of the tickets. Wow! You look at the Cowboys being the biggest biggest favorites of the year. Seventeen and a half, they're favored by against the Texans. I'm just curious, anybody running to the window to bet Houston today with all those points? Uh, I wouldn't say they're running to the window, but we've had a we've had a few people, I suppose, meandering is probably probably the adjective I'm looking for. Our money there is slightly towards, uh, the spread is slightly towards the Texans, but it's a very low handle uh, in compared to the other early games. Very low. What do you got for any, any total movement today? Anyone hitting any sides? Uh, there's a couple weather games. I don't think it's a bad weather, but some rain games this morning. Yeah, interesting that their formats and syndicate that uh, I mentioned who are on the Browns also bet the overs in the Bucks game. Uh, yeah, so I see that move right now on my screen, Jace. Uh, Tampa Bay and, and San yeah. Fran through the keyest number in the NFL, by the way. If there is a key number on totals, 37 is it. So and that's uh, a rain game, right, guys? So it's supposed it's to rain in that now. game? It's a rain game, right? It's supposed to rain in San Fran, you're saying? I believe so, right? Am yeah. I wrong oh. on that? It's a weather game, too, so interesting. Yeah, and, and yeah. over over money did come in though there, so I'm sure. So, Jason, yeah. you guys are uh, uh, your biggest right now looking for Cleveland. Because you know we talk about it when you're off air a lot. So far this year, the team you guys needed has come through about seventy percent because of the show. So I'm sure you want to be on every week doing this. Uh, so right now it's going to be Cleveland. So guys out there, you want to be on the bookmaker side. You want to be on Cleveland. That's right. That's where we're at. How about this, Jason? Because you mentioned very low handle for the Texans-Cowboys game. Which game has the most money pouring in on it? Uh, it, it does. Have, it is, uh, it's very close between Viking lines and that Bengals, the aforementioned Bengals and Brown. That's why we need the, 
the ground so much. Interesting. But uh, looking at the way it's lining up, Dolphins' charges will be the biggest price of the uh, clearly on the Sunday night, and in the, the late games, it looks like it's going to be Bucks 49ers. Everyone betting the over there, though, Jason. The Miami game opened up 51 and a half, up to 54 and a half. I'm expecting probably uh, you guys are going to be on the under. Am I correct? Well, well and truly, over 80 percent towards the over. Wow, 80 percent. Wow, <laughs> that that lines up like that early all the time on the overs. Certainly, player props too. Any high-profile player prop will be at about 95 percent on the over now. And then the people who are a little bit more discerning will come in in the next couple of hours and, and bring that back to something like it usually ends up the player props on high-profile players usually put ends up 70-30 regardless of what number we hang. Jesus. Wow. Interesting. Hey, good stuff, Jason. Enjoy week 14, man. We'll catch you soon. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you. There he is, Jason Scott, BetMGM VP of Trading. Okay. There's so much going on over here. We've got Jeff Schwartz, eight-year NFL veteran, Bill Krakenberger from crackwins.com, sports handicapper. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, time for some teamwork. And also, which game do you see being a shootout among, above all the others here today? That's what I'll be checking into. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. This is Steve Cavino and Rich Davis, and together we are Cavino and Rich. Cavino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that's right, Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show, heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Cavino and Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino and Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relief. Listen to Covino and Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino and Rich, give me a hell yeah. Kickoffs are coming soon, and we're leading you up to them. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz. Are you kidding me? And sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Hey, every Thursday, be sure to check out... Our countdown to kickoff presented by BetMGM Original Podcast. It features yours truly, Brian No, Jared Smith, and Bill Krakenberger. We give our takes on all the key lines and get you set for the weekend in betting. That's every Thursday. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Let's dive into this. Check this out. Parlay Platter. Hey, place a first TD scorer prop on any pro football game at BetMGM. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Time for the parlay platter. We each have one selection. Piece it together. Hopefully you don't get crushed like we did last week with the uh, first half uh, line there with the uh, what the Chiefs and the Bengals. That was brutal, Jeff. I don't know if I'm ever going to get uh, over that. But as you said, it's a new week, new juju. New momentum. We'll start with you, Crack. What do you like today? 
You know, this is a tough. I bet less and less as the season goes on, but yet I'll bet more and more actually when week 17, 18 comes around here uh, for the must win type of games. I like to go against those type of teams, by the way. But uh, let, let's start out here with Tampa Bay San Fran. I think we're going to, you, you may be surprised here, one of the lowest totals of the week. Jason was just on here talking about it. I look for some points here maybe in the first half. So let's uh, let, let's come out here and say over 18 first half. It's 17 and a half at BetMGM. Um, but the, yeah, 18 is like the most vanilla number on my screen. So over 18 Tampa Bay first half. Okay. Um, yeah, that's going to be a defensive struggle, buddy. You'll be swinging that thing out like we did that Chiefs game last weekend. <laughs> I wish I... Oh. I mean, Tampa's offensive line. Whew, talk, talk, uh, talk about a uh, mismatch. I'm kind of wavering here on my, which one I'm, I'm going to put in here. Um, I'm going to go Tennessee minus three and a half at home against Jacksonville. A couple wins for this. One is Tennessee this year has lost mostly to division to uh, division leading teams. Right, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Bengals, and the Eagles. They lost that one Giants game by one in Week One. And otherwise, they've pretty much covered. I think against everyone else. Um, Jacksonville's not good. They're not good on the road. They've won, what, three road games in, like, the last five years. They stink in the road. Tennessee needs to bounce back in the worst way. They fire their general manager. Like, that's a wake-up call to the team. Like, you better play well or you're out of here also. So give me Tennessee. This number was four. It's three and a half now. I hate three and a half. I'd rather have four mentally. It's weird. But um, give me Tennessee here. Minus the, right, right. Wouldn't you rather have four? Like, I just... I'd rather just lose by three and be like, I lost by a point. Then Tennessee <laughs> wins by three. You're like, that dang hook got me again. Um, so give me Tennessee minus three and a half. I think you feel like a bigger sucker if you go with three and a half and it doesn't work for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Know? That's, yeah, that's yeah. A, the exact way to put it. I feel like a sucker when I go with three and a half because I know better. I know better. Four, you feel a little bit better. You're like, yeah, okay. But yeah. three and a half, you know better. And you do it anyways and you lose. But I just think Tennessee has a bounce back week against Jacksonville. Who's not very good? I, I I wish they were better, but they just got blown up by the Lions at home, yeah. on the road. They go back on the road now to div- a division opponent who needs this in the worst way. Um, I like uh, where Tennessee is in this game. I'm going to look at the Vikings-Lions game. I'm looking to the total. I'm going to go first half. You know, the, the line is 26. I just collectively, I love the offenses better than the defenses. It doesn't need to be much more complicated than that. So you're going over, right? Over. I'm going over in the first half, 26. Does that get the uh, crack seal of approval right there? What do you think? Yeah, it's good. I, I'm an over guy first half. You know that. Yep. You are. It's cool. funny, right? You're typically under on prop bets and typically under on over props, on props. Even under props. on some games. There's some games today. I, I actually took a little bit of a lead on, a, on a under in a game today. But a uh, full game, uh, you know, that that second half sometimes, you know, they, they kind of run the ball out and play clock management. And uh, and uh, it doesn't get there a lot, the total, if you're betting overs. But. You know, and it's funny you mentioned that crack where – that could play out maybe in the Dolphins-Chargers game, where if the Dolphins are running the ball effectively, especially late, you, know, you might see that game sneak under. It's starting to just go look, up, look up, up, Jason, up, up, up. Look at Jason, what he said. They, they need, they're going to need the under. This is going to be a big under for them. So uh, this game's going to 55, by the way, uh, on my screen. There's, there's some key sports books at 55, and if you're, uh, you might want to wait. You have, you have all night here, guys. So wait till the public comes in. The public's not going to be betting under on this game. I'll tell you that much. By the way, which uh, for both you guys, which yeah. is your stinker game of the day from a betting perspective? The the stay away game. Like I'm not touching 
Texans, Cowboys, 17 and a half, or whatever it happens to be. Some people feel that way about the Jets and Bills at 10. I don't know. Which is your, your stay away game today? So Mine is going week, to be uh, um, tomorrow, tomorrow night's game. Sorry, Jeff. Mine's going to be the New England, Arizona. Even though it's a TV game, I know everyone, guys, you're all saying, oh, my God, Bill, it's a Monday night game. You have to bet that. You can't pick that game for your stinker game. That's the TV game. Yeah, guys, you don't have to bet every game on the board. You know, if you have an allergy to money, go ahead, fire away at all the primetime games. I'm not doing it. Jeff? Um, last weekend, we had a bunch of favorites, right, win and cover last weekend. It was uh-huh. kind of a weird – and I feel like we, we saw, obviously, on Thursday night, the oddness of I think this week's going to come back. We have a lot of home teams as dogs are going to cover in games. Um, Sunday Night Football, to me, is a stay away. Like, this is a narrative-driven game where you're basically yeah. wagering on Tua versus Herbert, right? And the Chargers are beat up. The Dolphins are beat up. Chargers stayed out on the West Coast. Like I mean, the, I mean, the Dolphins did. Like I'm just, stay, I'm just gonna watch the game, watch the internet explode the entire game. I, I'm, I want no piece of this game for any sort of money anywhere. We picked the right time to pounce on our Joe Public parlay last week. Jeff, we did, you know, with all the favorites that you mentioned. But uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna have better luck today. I can feel it. Can feel it in my bones. All right, coming up next, one of the games of the day. That also has a storyline beyond this season. We'll get to that coming up next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, what's going on, everybody? We are just two hours away from kickoff. It is Fox Sports Radio's count get, uh, countdown to kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Okay, if we dive into one of the uh, the games of the day here, late afternoon window, Tampa at San Francisco. San Fran, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah. And Brock Purdy steps in for an injured Jimmy Garoppolo. The storyline beyond just this game is about Tom Brady. The news today, he could play in 2023. He'll consider, quote-unquote, all options when he hits free agency this offseason. I don't know about you guys, but we're probably on an agreement. Just a weird, weird year for Tom Brady, even before the season yes. began, where he retired, unretired. He's gone for 11 days. He gets divorced. Tampa's 6-6. Six and six. <laughs> Now we're talking about 2023 right now, while they're probably going to win the division, and who knows what happens in the playoffs. It's just been weird. It has been an odd season for Tom Brady, and you know, I, I think obviously there was trepidation about coming back for this year. Um, and he decided to make that happen. And obviously, you know, maybe cost a, a little bit of a family time. Right. Um, and then the coaching change, which I, I can't figure out if he forced that coaching change because Todd Bowles has not been good as a head coach. Byron Leftwich has gone backwards as offensive corner. Like, like this has not been good for Tampa Bay. Um, and you watch them play, and they came back on Monday night down 16-3. to Helped our wager. Thank you very much, uh, Bucks, for that one. Um, <laughs> you know, after the game, Byron Leftwich says, well, we won, so it must work what we're doing. It's like, eh. if Mark Ingram goes out of bounds, excuse me, stays in bounds there, gets a first down, you don't win that game, right? Like, it's not working for Tampa Bay. And now you go on the road to face a Niners defense that's number one in the NFL, Points per game, stopping the run, rushing the passer, and you have a beat-up offensive line 
Your best offensive lineman is not even playing well in, in your left tackle. You have a quarterback that doesn't want to get hit. You have a predictable offensive scheme where you run the ball every first down. Like I just don't know how Tampa scores enough points in this game to beat an offense in Brock Purdy who's running it. It's not going to be great, but it's going to be more efficient, and they're going to find more ways to score points. And I just worry that we're going to come out of this game and, and Tom Brady is is not going to be happy with how his team played. Hey, guys, you know what? I'm going to go off subject for a second here. Before the break, we talked Miami Chargers. I told you the line was going up. I've seen the indicating sports books on my screen up to 55 and a half at a couple books now. So wow. this is wow. going there's, – there, there's, there's, no, there's no more 54 and a half. It's all 55, 55 and a half. So that's a, a lot of points uh, tonight there that they're looking to score in this game. So, uh, again, the two big line moves right now I'm seeing – well, three of them if I count Cleveland. Um, and good enough that, that Jeff's on two of these moves just – now the Giants have had some, some some significant action. They're taking the sevens now. Uh, I'm seeing that everything was Philadelphia was seven minus twenty, seven minus fifteens, even some seven and a halfs. They're all gone. They're they're mostly uh, flat seven now. So some big moves coming out on the screen. And and let me just tell you. Some surprising moves to me. Day of the game? Are you kidding me? They're betting the underdogs. They're betting the Giants over Philly. They're betting Cleveland over Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. This NFL boy, I'll tell you, it's it's amazing stuff. Now let's go back to the San Fran Tampa Bay game. I have an interesting number for you guys: three hundred and thirty to one. What do you think that can be? That's the number to of one. starts. Yeah. In the NFL, Tom Brady has compared to Mr. Brock <laughs> Purdy. There you go. So, nice. And, but yet Mr. Purdy is trying to be Purdy and at, at three-and-a-half-point favorite over Tampa yeah. Bay. So this is an interesting stat today uh, one of my guys come up with. And um, listen – I, I, this, it's one of the lowest point totals of the day. I know Jeff didn't care for my first half lean to the over there. Uh, well, that's it's reflected in the line. It's baked in the line, we would like to call it. This is one of the lowest totals of the, of the day, the second lowest total of, of the week. Uh, this, is, this is a big uh, – this is actually a big game too, though. Like you said, Tampa Bay in the lead – they're 6-6. Six and six. I mean, yeah. they're, 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 they're going to win. I, I mean, if I look at it, though, but – they just have nobody there. The Falcons, the Panthers, the Saints. It, it, they're probably going to win the NFC South. You're right, Jeff. I mean, but this is a big game for it, though. This, this is a, this is still a big game yeah. for them, for sure. San Fran, it's it, it, San Fran's eight and four. They want to prove some, you know, with the quarterback oh, going yeah. down and this kid in here. But this is a, this is probably a bigger game for Tampa Bay. The crazy thing to me, too, is yeah. like at the end of a season, you'll say, well, they could have won this game and they were, they were really close and that game could have gone their way. With Tampa, they're actually pretty fortunate to be 6-6. Six and six. You think about yes. the comeback last week against the, the Saints with two touchdowns late. And then just a couple of weeks prior against the Rams, it was yes. the same sort of thing. They're lucky to be 6-6 six and six right now. Absolutely. And... You're in a division two where like where like the Falcons are like yeah we're just gonna bench our quarterback and we're game out of first place like these teams are just like giving up on their seasons right behind them. Tampa Bay is gonna host either like a 13 win Cowboys or Eagles team in the playoffs. Right, right. Like, that's crazy to me. And 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 I'd imagine that 
Tampa's going to be getting like three points. We're all going to bet on Tampa because of Tom Brady. Like we're just going to instinctively do it in the playoffs. Tom Brady's playing, but but right, Crack's laughing, but he knows everyone's going to. No, I'm laughing because that's the exact scenario. Jeff just built it up. It's true. Everyone's going to say Tom Brady take this free or even the three and a hook, and and it's it's that's exactly what's going to happen. It's here. Exactly we'll what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and and obviously they're probably going to lose because they're, they're, like they're just guys. Tampa is poorly coached, and that to me is the biggest problem. Injuries happen, right? Injuries happen in the NFL. Tampa's getting relatively healthy, right? Except their offensive line. But they are just so conservatively coached. They are they're they're avoiding any sort of you know, like they're avoiding any time that it, it, it kind of calls for a little bit of aggressiveness, right? And right. They're, they're, they're coached as, as, as though they don't have Tom Brady. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, I was just going to say, Jeff, they're coached like they have Brock Purdy correct. filling in. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they have a quarterback, obviously, Tom Brady, who is excellent. Guys, they're the they're one of the better teams in the NFL in the two minute time because they, they it's, it's Tom Brady's offense then. And they just go back. And, and so I just don't like in a game, which sounds odd, like I trust the Niners today to have a better plan for Brock Purdy to succeed than for Tampa to have a plan for Tom Brady. Now, Tom Brady might succeed anyways because he's Tom Brady. But as far as like game plan-wise, the Niners are going to run the same offense just with Brock Purdy. They're going to have their defense ready to go. Tampa Bay's going to come in this game and try to run the ball the entire game because they're going to think in their head that if we run the ball and play keep away, our defense will win us the game because Brock Purdy can't score. And obviously, Crack believes the over is going to hit in the first half of this game. And you might be right. I mean, there might be Brock Purdy. I don't believe. I don't buy that Brock Purdy is like the next Tom Brady. Our thing that's happening right now. Me either. Um, he's not. He's a third string quarterback for a reason. He's his first start of all time. But the Niners will put him in a better chance to succeed than Tom Brady will because their Tom Brady's coaching is not very good this season. Mm-hmm. By the way, what do you guys think the chances are that Tom Brady is playing for San Francisco next year? I don't even want to have these discussions already. Yeah. I, I who, <laughs> who knows? I mean, like, yeah. like you know, the, the Niners keep trying to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. They keep coming back to him. Guys, Kyle Shanahan in his career is, I think the numbers, it's like 37 and 22 with Jimmy G as a starter and 8 and 28 when someone else starts. Like, he keep, they, they keep trying to get rid of the guy, and he keeps winning. Um, yeah, look, if Tom Brady's available, I think he's you know the first call is the Niners, right? With that mm-hmm. defense, with the weapons you have there, with the left tackle you have, um, you're going to call Tom Brady to try to get that done. But he's also 46, and the Niners have got to start building to the future. And they, they thought Trey Lance was going to be that guy, and obviously he appears not to be. It's he has Fox no one Sports. to go home to now, too, you know. And so he has he has a reason to, <laughs> except for his kids, I guess. Uh, yet I did see something on uh, social media someone sent me about uh, this this beautiful supermodel, like I said, yeah, yes, Tom. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> she's like 26 yeah. years old. Yes. Say, Jesus. I love you, Tom Brady. She's at, yeah, she's shooting her shot. How about that? Like 26-year-old <laughs> models are shooting their shot at you. That's Welcome to Tom Brady's I have life. To, I have to feel like Tom Brady, and not this is obviously not, like I, he probably doesn't have time for the Instagram model in his you're DM right. thing. Like, you're, you're, you're like, right. Not during the season, right? The guy's like 45 yeah. years old. You think like during the season he's on, he's not on Instagram during the season. He's <laughs> getting ready to play football each week. 
Yeah. <laughs> Another like, great uh, thing for Tom Brady. I don't have time for Instagram models right now. Just, I don't. Uh, I, I, I don't think. I don't think Tom Brady is going home after practice and going on Instagram and seeing who sent him a DM. I just may, maybe I'm wrong. Dude, you 45 years what old. goes on behind closed doors though at night when you're sitting in bed looking at your phone, and uh, he may. He, but yeah, I'm, he may. I'm not playing football right now. And I'm 36. <laughs> Tom is 45. He's 40. He's 10 years older than me. He didn't grow up in the social media era like I did. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He was. In, he was like in his. He was in his fourth NFL season when Facebook came out. Because I remember when it came out. Because I was in college. It was my freshman season. He's and not. He came out in 2005, it. basically. Yeah. And, and he wasn't even in college. He couldn't even use Facebook for like three years. He needed a college and e. <laughs> edu to get on Facebook. Like, like, am I wrong? You, no, you yeah, no, you're right about that. Get on Facebook. So my man didn't even use social media for. He, he's not on Instagram he's after, catching after up. practice every night. He's making up for lost time right now. It would be pretty Maybe funny it's... if he was, right? Oh, yeah. Hey, let's shift to this Carolina Seattle game in the late afternoon window. <laughs> so Seattle favored by four here. How about this stat with Geno Smith? Six straight games with two plus touchdown passes and a 100-plus yeah. passer rating. That's the longest streak in franchise history, and they've had this guy named Russell Wilson for a decade. Like That's an amazing streak that Geno Smith is on right now. Yeah, what, what Geno has done this season is, is so impressive, and I think a lot of us keep thinking, like, oh, it's going to end at some point. It's just not. He's good this season. Um, and but, but, guys, they've played poor not poorly but not up to their standards the last three games right they lost to um they lost to uh what they lost to tampa bay in germany they lost to uh the raiders in overtime am i right the raiders in overtime right and then they lost to um and they beat kind of the, the rams with with bryce perkins like i just they're they're not playing as well recently yeah. But they're still a pretty good football team, and they're fighting for their, you know, the the, the NFC West right now. The, the thing, the read I can't get on this game, guys, is the Panthers. I don't, I don't. The Panthers, they look better with Darnold, but they played nobody. Like I, I don't know what to believe of the Panthers right now. Yeah, defense yeah, you know, is playing well. That much we know, but offensively, uh, good luck trying to figure this is them a, out. This is a again one of those Week 14 games. This, this is a big game for. For Seattle here, and yeah. uh, these these other teams, they'd like to. I, I'm not going to say the Panthers are, are totally out of it, but they're totally out of it. So uh, oh, they, it, they're totally out. Of, yeah, yeah, but yeah. their win, but their win total still at play here, six and a half. That's like, what I'm, they, yeah, like for for us who took the over, which I did. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's I need I need some wins down the stretch. Come on, Panthers! <laughs> like th- this game, would it surprise you if, if you looked up at this game and like? The Panthers won. We're winning. It no. wouldn't surprise me no. at all. But I, no, but I don't no, feel no, like no, definitely not laying the money with the Panthers either. Though I kind of feel like I'm in a weird spot where I don't trust them plus four. But if they won this game by three, it wouldn't surprise me either. Seattle's a team too. They they uh, they beat up on the, on the on the Giants when the Giants were rolling. And then yep. uh, they come back next week. An easy game on really versus the Cardinals, which is one of the worst teams in football. Uh, then they they lose to the Bucks. They lose to the Raiders, which we haven't talked about yet. I will in a second. The Raiders, they lose an overtime game to the Raiders. Yep. Then they, they beat the Rams at, at home. Um, yeah, but the Rams are playing. That was like Bryce Perkins. It wasn't Baker Mayfield. Yeah, like, right. Know, uh, yeah, and they yeah, barely Baker. won. So yeah. now, that we're, now that we're mentioning his name, guys, we haven't talked about something yet. Big suicide uh, pool. Um, is it called oh, suicide sorry, survivor oh, man. pool? Yeah. Big survivor pool out here in, in, in Vegas. And uh, down to 71. I was one of those 71. Uh, going for $6.1 million, by the way, winner take all, split at the end if you get through all the weeks. 
Sure enough, I picked the Raiders. So I didn't watch the end of the game. I'm told it was one of the worst beats of the year. It was. And uh, <laughs> it that was. game, in theory, if you divide the $6.1 million, you're talking over eighty over $85,000 that entry was worth. So I'm glad I didn't see it. Uh, it's it's uh, one of these things you have to put up with. This is why these kind of started with 6,150 people. It's the reason why these pools are so hard to win. We were down to 71, lucky enough to be one of them. And uh, now that dream is now over. I have to depend now on Brian No and Jeff Schwartz to get me home. So There you go. Um, yeah, <laughs> You're in so, great hands now, Crack. I'm, yes. in, I'm in some different hands now. So anyway, <laughs> going back to this particular week, Seattle uh, and, and the Panthers – Boy, I'll tell you, this this is uh this is one of the this if if it wasn't for tomorrow's night's Arizona game, this would be the ugly game for me. I'm yeah. kind of staying away from this game. Uh, maybe a couple props here and there, but Seattle opened up five and uh, down to three and a half. The the action has been on Carolina down to three and a half and four. So we'll we'll see what it's like, but I don't think it's going to be one of the more interesting games. But it is for playoff wise, it is Seattle. Uh, you know, jockeying for their position here. Literally, you can go up and down the schedule here. Maybe besides Dallas. Uh, every team really. This is this is every game has some playoff implications hey, man. Here down down the road. Down this is a runway. big game for Seattle because yeah. they're still alive for the division. Yep. With Absolutely. Brock Purdy stepping in for San Francisco, they got a chance. Yep. To me, guys, this how I feel about this game is a I should have known game. Like when the game is over, <laughs> I sit there and say I should have known that Seattle was the better team, and it, Sam Darnold was on the other sideline, right? Like, or or I, I should have known that Seattle they were slipping the last few games. Their running backs were banged up. I should have known Carolina was going to keep it closer, right? But going into it, I, I don't have a great feel for it. I'll be honest with you, I really don't. Geno Smith. I, That's all I could say. We, I me me and because, Jeff were making fun of him all year long. This guy's like 73% this year. It's insane. Wow. I, I, think it's I the, can't the believe Panthers, the answer. The Panthers have played so up and down this season where they look good yeah. one game, bad game. I think for us, for Seattle, a lot of us are still not believing in like the hype, right? And, and, how they, right. and again, the last couple of weeks, they haven't played as well. And yeah. so I think there's this, this idea of like – Okay, what team are we getting from both of these teams? Like, what are we getting from both of them? And that's why this game, you asked the question, I think, last segment, like, which are you laying off of? It's also, this is one of my two games. It's this yeah. game and the night game, where I'm like, I'm not touching these games. I don't know where to be at. I think there's sharp money in the Panthers this week, but that doesn't always mean that that's where you go anyways. That's it's a right. big bet for us, Jeff, because we have 500 American dollars. Who wins more games, Saints or Panthers? Saints we had do, it yes. and just Booted it against Tampa, but I need the Panthers to lose today so they'll both be four and nine. How about that? Jesus. Yeah. Combined, they could be what eight and eighteen if the Panthers lose today between the Saints and Panthers. It's crazy, yeah. but we we we, are. we uh we need uh we have that little side wager that makes kind of these games interesting. Like I need the Panthers to win this game. You need the Saints. Like it's it's a weird um it's a weird situation. How about by the way, your Saints team cheating, man? Getting that fine yeah. fine for cheating? We, like come we're on. We're going to get to that. Come we got to get to that coming up. Yeah, that's a about really that. interesting story. Hey, earn a $50 bonus by signing into BetMGM and clicking on refer a friend to invite a friend and in just a few simple steps, both you and your friend will receive a $50 bonus. BetMGM, the king of sports books. The king of parlays. All right, we've got Bill Krakenberger from crackwins.com. We've got Jeff Schwartz from soon to be built jeffschwartz.com. You know? 
<laughs> by being the worst. Yes. Schwartzwins.com. Sure. <laughs> I'm Brian No. Uh, coming up next, Jeff alluded to it. The NFL trying to crack down, but are they holding the right cards? We'll get into that. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Smells like ball. Welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. You're locked into Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Touchdown! And it's presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz, and sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger. We are an hour and 35 minutes away from kickoff. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for things like free bets and risk-free tokens. They can also be converted to MGM rewards points that can be used towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts. Okay, guys, so how about this story? The Saints got fined $550,000 by the NFL. The NFL says that Cameron Jordan, the defensive end, was faking an injury during the Saints-Tampa Bay game on Monday night. Saints were fined 350 k Cam Jordan was fined 50 k The defensive line coach was fined 50 k And the head coach, Dennis Allen, was fined $100,000. And the Saints are like, us? Not us? He had a midfoot sprain. He had an MRI. He was hurt. There's actually video on the sideline of coaches like, go down, go down. <laughs> Unbelievable that the Saints are like, not us. What are you talking about over here? But I, I give the NFL some credit. You got to crack down on stuff like this yeah. instead of just allowing it to happen. Well, the NFL came out with a memo too the, this week, this past week, said don't fake injuries anymore. And they did it. And then also the Bengals got fined too because it was very blatant when Jesse Bates fell down in the huddle as well. Um, and yeah, look, it, it, you know, there's gamesmanship as part of sports. We, we get that. Um, and it is very, very hard to prove someone's faking an injury, right? Because to your point, like you put them on the injury report that the next week, like there's ways to get around this. But when they're as blatant as they have been, <laughs> then you have to kind of go in people's pockets, right? Uh, but a $50,000 fine for a position coach is a lot of money. Like, Cam Jordan's making millions. He ain't worried about the fifty grand. But for the position coach, he'll never do that again, I promise you. He'll never, ever <laughs> tell a player to go down like that again. Um, and so, yeah, it has to be cracked down upon. Again, Jesse Bates got fined as well, the Bengals, uh, because it is it, – it's – Again, gamesmanship is part of sports, and I'm fine with that idea. But with this blame, it, it kind of hurts the integrity of the game, which is obviously something the NFL cares a lot about. And that's why I think they ended up cracking down on it, because it was so blatant. To your point, like, you saw the coach say, like, get down, right? Like, get down. I'll tell you what. Um, I, I know um, uh, someone on a, a college team whose job it was as an offensive lineman to fake an injury in one specific spot, okay? After a long interception return for a touchdown, uh-huh. to buy the defense time because you're going back on the field, uh, yeah. on the field goal attempt, the PAT attempt, the point effort attempt, his job was to go down. 
and like pretend he was hurt for a few minutes so defense can rest a little bit before they go back on the field. That that feels like a little bit more of like an okay gamesmanship situation, right? Where just where everyone's just getting a little bit of rest. The play's over. You're not hurting anybody in this spot. You're not slowing down the offense. You're just everyone's getting a little bit of a breather. That feels a little bit more gamesmanshipy than does what is happening with you know with with Bates and with Cam Jordan. Jeff doesn't doesn't like normally this kind of situation though. Uh, maybe behind closed doors, doesn't the team owner or the team pay for everyone's fines? No, anyway? that's not allowed. Oh, so so that's not well, like well, uh, well, you can't you, well, you can't circumvent the CBA. So you can't give Cam Jordan more if he's fined fifty thousand dollars. If you give, give him fifty him grand, kind of you have a, to give him a new contract essentially because you can't okay. circumvent the, the CBA and give okay. players money that's not on the books. So you're telling um, me that a, that a, that a coach that's only making what's that guy co- making? Well, well, a well, couple hundred well, thousand so, a year. So the defensive line coach is probably getting half a million, anywhere between three hundred to five hundred. And, so, and you're, you're telling me you're going to find the guy 10, 20 percent so, of the salary. Okay, so and, coaches' salaries are not wow. part of the collective bargaining agreement, so the right. owner could certainly pick that tab okay. up. Okay. Uh, the player is absolutely not. Um, right. you, you, and you can make that up on the back end, I guess, if you give Cam Jordan a roster bonus. But um, that money does go to charity. So you know that's the the NFL this week, by the way, cracked down a bunch of ce- celebrations for some reason. All like they just started finding everyone. They find Jamar Chase for the money celebration. They find Zeke Elliott for jumping into the Thanksgiving pot again oh, for the man. fifth year in a row. <laughs> yeah. um, they just they find uh, someone else for talking. Like come on. the NFL, maybe they're just short on 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 on. Um, <laughs> money this year who knows <laughs> well that's the thing though with faking injuries you just can't be so bad at it where you're forcing the nfl's hand like dude are you serious we have to do something about this it was fourth and ten that tampa was facing and they were hurrying up to the line of scrimmage they were going to go for it and cam jordan you see these guys sometimes sometimes in college on defense on the oh, defensive end is, is even worse oh like. my gosh they're just like they're going back to the huddle and then all of a sudden it's like the sniper got him and they're like oh my gosh i've got a cramp out of nowhere but what's interesting and you brought this up jeff is it's not the easiest thing to prove i think in this instance with cam jordan it is if you've Correct. got a coach that's motioning like go down go down he's not saying it's really hot here in tampa tonight like he's telling him to take a dive so they can get Get some rest, and Tampa ended up punting. I'm just blown away that the Saints aren't owning up to it. Like, yeah, you caught us, you know. What they're like, not us. It's amazing that they put out a statement and everything. Yeah, I, I, I think you just generally have to um, fight these things, especially New Orleans, who seems to like always be on the end of NFL punishments and poor referee play. Um, so I feel like your, your job is always to push back because if you accept it, then you're acknowledging integrity of the game. Again, I've made this point very clear when it comes to the NFL and the way they, they discipline because there's a lot of talk, obviously, about the discipline for Deshaun Watson versus discipline for like a Calvin Ridley, right, who was out for the season for betting on dumb parlays for one weekend. Um, the NFL looks at integrity of the game issues differently than they do, unfortunately, domestic violence and sexual right. assault issues, right? They always have, and right. again, I think that's the wrong way to do things, but the NFL has always said the integrity of the actual game matters more to them, and Calvin Ridley gambling on games, players faking injuries, that directly affects the way people view the game on the field, because as soon as Calvin Ridley got busted for that, people went and found a video of him falling down too early before, you know, getting to the end zone, jumping out of bounds, like, see, he's fixing games, and like, that is way worse in the NFL's mind than Deshaun Watson being suspended for 11 games. 
Hey, coming up, how a thrilling finish became the worst possible outcome. But before that, it's always a thrilling finish, sports update-wise, with Mr. Isaac Lowentron always sticking the landing. Ilo, what's going on, buddy? Guys, help me brainstorm with this. We have these long segments at Fox Sports Radio. I'd like to volunteer for the contingency that one of our beloved hosts, including you three, let's say a host has to use the restroom during one of these long segments. I will gladly volunteer to fake an injury during one of these reports just to buy time. Wonderful. Yeah. To buy time. Now, I I don't think it will be a problem here. Uh, I might get fined by the NFL. Uh, (laughs) The only issue would be would Fox Sports Radio be willing to to reimburse me? Uh, Yes. If I had – an attack where I go to the bathroom and you cover for me, I, I, I'd Venmo you some money. I, I, I'll make you right on that one. <laughs> well, uh, we, we have you on the record with that. I will be uh, getting that off the podcast. I'll tell you. So, so, you know, inspired by the New Orleans Saints allegedly doing what they did. So, uh, okay, I, I think I'm going to go with that. I also, by the way, bought time to, to have these uh, inactives from the various teams trickle in there over the last minute uh, to declare who is active and inactive for the early games. Seven of them on the schedule. New York Giants running back Saquon Barkley is officially active against the Eagles despite a neck injury. Cleveland Browns receiver Amari Cooper is active. He will play today against the Cincinnati Bengals despite a hip injury. Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence officially is active at Tennessee despite a sprained toe. Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson officially inactive today for their game at Pittsburgh uh, because of a sprained knee. ESPN reporting he's also expected to miss next week's game against the Cleveland Browns. On to the late... Ooh. Ow! Cramp! Oh, no. Cramp! Oh, he's out, guys. He's uh, out. He Cramp! An MRI. Gotta go. <laughs> Cramp! Here comes Fox Sports Radio athletic trainer Iowa Sam into the studio to examine Lohenkron. There's a timeout on the programming. And he is cleared Lohenkron. Okay, guys, I'm back. Anyway... As far as the late games are concerned, coming up later today, Seattle Seahawks receiver DK Metcalf will play against the Carolina Panthers despite a hip injury. Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker not expected to play because of an ankle injury. In case you missed it last night in college football, USC quarterback Caleb Williams, as expected, won the Heisman Trophy. We conclude with sad news from the NBA. The Boston Globe reports that Paul Silas has passed away at the age of 79. Silas was a two-time all star and a three-time NBA champion during a 17-year playing career and then he spent another 13 seasons as a head coach in the NBA when LeBron James made his debut in the NBA as a rookie in 2003 with the Cleveland Cavaliers Paul Silas was his head coach to begin his NBA career again sad news the Boston Globe reporting Paul Silas passing away at the age of 79 fellas back to you Thanks, Ilo. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. You know, Crack, I hate to bring up a a bad betting memory, but it was the story of the week uh, so far in the NFL. It was Baker Mayfield with the Rams organization for two days, and he engineers two fourth-quarter touchdown drives. And you alluded to this a little bit where it knocked you out of the the suicide pool. Right, survivor pool down to the end. Yeah, the survivor pool. You get one team a week, yep. and you can't use that team again. So you got to have spreadsheets and be very strategic. Oh, yeah. 
You were one of the last ones standing. You got the Raiders on Thursday night. You're sitting pretty, 16-3. to And then not only does Baker Mayfield lead the one drive, the last drive was 98 yards and just Insane. despicable Raiders penalties one after another. I feel for you on that one, Craig. Just that another reason why I root against the Raiders. I told you guys my, one of my best friends is Teddy Atlas. His son was a... Uh, uh, on the, uh, the he's a scouting coordinator, and when typical of a new GM, when they come in, they fire the GM and the GM all his guys that he has in there are replaced by the new GM's guys, and he was one of them. Uh, I I really uh, this this is even more of a reason why uh, I'm going to have when I see Davis around town, which I've seen him a couple times, he's going to get another earful from me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I do like that you weren't watching, though. I think that I didn't makes it end. a little I bit watched, better. I, it was yeah. sixteen oh. to three. I seen the score. I did not watch. Uh, I was out at the time with some people, and and um, it, it, you know. But honestly, it's the mark of a professional. If if I was even there watching, yeah, I would have been upset, but I wouldn't have been throwing things like, you know, you just go on with it. You know, like like people say, oh my god, you would have thrown something through the TV. That's not me. I mean, let me ask you both, all right? You guys both bet sports. Uh-huh. Have you ever thrown anything really watching no. a game? Probably not, right? Yeah, I have. I threw a cell oh. phone. I broke a cell phone one time. <laughs> really? What, yeah, was I it did. Right, Jeff? Notre, Notre Dame playing. <laughs> was it okay. Notre Dame like Bush push game? Was it Bush push? No, it wasn't, but that would have been a good time for was it. Was it Notre Dame-Alabama championship game? No, that would have been another good time oh, geez, for it. Was it when you found out that the Manti Teo uh, <laughs> oh, wow. didn't have a real story? girlfriend? That was, yeah. I'm, I'm wrong I, then. You, so, Jeff, you have, you have done it then. No, no, no. I'm mentioning times Brian might have thrown his phone for Notre <laughs> no, Dame. No, but I mean, I, I, I could tell, though, you I didn't haven't. answer right away, so I no, think I you've done it. No, I'm, I haven't. No, good man. No, good I haven't man. done it. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, it's I mean, rare. That's many... the only black. Uh, that's the only yeah. blemish on my resume. But you know that's what it okay. was? I can't remember exactly the teams, but it was the Boogie Cousins Sacramento Kings. Oh, and God. I had some – I don't even remember what it was. It was like a first half total or something like that. <laughs> and it, it wasn't going to get there, wasn't going to get there. And then it, it got real close, got real close. And then there was a half-court shot at the buzzer, and it front-rimmed, hit the backboard, and out. And I don't know what it was. I didn't have that much on it, but it just – it sent me over the top. And I didn't think I broke – I didn't gronk spike it. I just kind of flipped it out of my hand in uh, Crack City, you know? It's funny. I I, I don't um, and and just uh, the opposite side. Of that, I don't celebrate things either, though. When things win, you know, I just feel that I, I have yeah. a two, three. It's better to be that way, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, emotion is your yeah, enemy no, in sports betting. I, I, I did, really though. I admit is. it. For the first Agreed. time in my life, this year, out of all these years, almost thirty years betting professional sports, betting for a living, paying taxes on on, on win. This was the first year. I swear to you guys, I'm gonna let someone. No one knows about this. I was on the floor uh, when when Banchero was the, was the number one pick. I had him at eleven to one, oh, yeah, thirteen yeah. to one, eighteen to one. It was a giant, giant score. One of the biggest scores of my life. I was like squeezing it with only because I told all my crack wins guys. I told all my friends. I gave it out to so many people, and yeah. then you know, and then and then uh, someone in the in the NBA, someone mentioned that oh, though he's not going to be number one again. Uh, he, he's at the day of the draft, and it went yep. back to ten to one. All my guys started betting it again. And I had a lot on. 
on the line, plus a lot of financial stake. One of the biggest scores I ever made. I was on the floor squeezing, watching the TV when they announced him, the Orlando Magic, to have him as the number one. That was an amazing story because before that, Bancaro was nowhere even close to being a favorite. It was down to Chet Holmgren and Jabari Smith. Smith And out of nowhere, here comes Bancaro. That that was a great score by you, Crack, for sure. Crazy story there. Interesting stuff. Love that. Yeah, no, uh, no cell phones being cracked over there for you guys, huh? I no. almost cracked a cell phone in Mississippi when the first half over didn't hit. Yeah, that was so. You know, we, we, we talked about it. The three of us talked about this a lot. <laughs> you know, we we, don't, we normally don't get upset. I don't know if you guys realized. I actually went back to my room. I went to. I left. Went to my room. And I said I got to sweat this in alone. And and, yeah. and, and only because I, I would have been there. And that, I don't know what you guys were doing. You guys must no. have been going crazy Crack. watching. You that. know what? I, I have to. I have to tell on Jeff for a second. Okay. You yeah. know, he because two? the first what? half. So here's the scenario: we need a score, a field yeah. goal, a touchdown. We got the yeah. first half over Chiefs Bengals. Yeah. Bengals have the ball. Inside the five-yard line, it's third and one. And I say to Jeff, I'm like, I don't like this. If they get stuffed here, they're probably going to go for it, and we could get screwed. Sure enough, they get stuffed on third down. Let's go for it, huh? And then that little jet sweep, and it gets blown up. And I just, my my palm goes to my forehead like, oh, no. And what does Jeff do? Yes! The Chiefs fan and Jeff is like, yeah, yes. I, that was the hard part. That's why I don't bet on Chiefs games because <laughs> I was very at the moment crack. I got I was like, yeah, we stopped him. And then and then what? Brian was like, we lost our bet. I was like, oh, whoop. I was like, five figure swing for me. I was like, I was like, I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm. You would have been pissed, crack. I was like, yeah. We got, oh my like, god, dude. The Chiefs had two stops all game. That and a punt. That was it. The only time they stopped the Bengals the whole game. Oh. And so I was yeah in that moment. I was uh, I reverted back to Chiefs. That's why I don't like the wager on Chiefs games, and here I am betting Broncos plus nine and a half today. So the other oh thing God. that was that hilarious, guy, crack at the end of the game. So the Bengals trying to run the clock out, and there's about three minutes left, roughly. And uh, Jeff was like, "It's over." I'm like, yeah. are, "Are you serious? It's over?" He's like, "I watch enough Chiefs games, so." <laughs> And it was like third and five, his little screen picks up the first down. It was like third and 11 later in the drive. They picked that up. I'm like, unbelievable. I've I, I watched enough Chiefs football. I, I, pay, I pay, watch every snap of this team now for at least seven years in a row. And I've wow. been – the Chiefs have made defensively – the Super Bowl was probably the only game they made a defensive stop like ever, and when they, when they needed to make yeah. a defensive stop. Otherwise, they never really had. They win with their offense. That's what they do. It was painful. So not only but was it the half crack that I needed. your money? Oh, my yeah. God. I can't believe that. Brian. No, I, I, in the moment, me. I reverted back to that. I wasn't really like oh. – I, I, I didn't think about it in the moment. That's why I don't like to bet. Oh. I don't bet on Oregon Duck games very often, and I don't bet on Chiefs games. This is yeah. why. It's hard I to needed do it crack. Me. I needed that first half score. didn't happen. I needed the Bengals to get stopped. So they would kick a field goal for the over, and that right. didn't happen yeah. either. Oh. It was a double whammy. It was just bad, man. My but, God. hey, every you... Thursday, be yeah. sure to check out our Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM Original Podcast. Features yours truly, Brian No, Jared Smith talking college ball, Bill Krakenberger covering the NFL. We give our takes on all the key lines, get you set for the weekend in betting. That's Thursday, every Thursday. Just search Fox Sports Radio wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we got Bill Krakenberger from crackwins.com. Jeff Schwartz, eight-year NFL veteran. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, it's one of the most favorite things we have about the NFL and betting prop bets, man. 
We will lay them out for you right around the corner. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Kickoffs are coming soon, and we're leading you up to them. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz. Are you kidding me? And sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Let's dive into this. This is Same Game Parlays. Hey, place a one-game parlay with at least four legs on any any pro football game at BetMGM. If all legs hit except for one, you'll get your stake back in free bets up to $25. Build us a same-game parlay. Crack, what do you have? Let's look at the giant game. We're going to look in the first half. I like you can use some different alternative lines here. Let's go the Eagles, who have rolled first half this year, one of the dominant teams. Eagles minus 2.5, over 19.5. And for the full game, player uh, under the player stats AJ Brown 70 plus receiving yards 50 bucks returns you $280 not bad like that one all right let's dive into this as well prop it up let's go play. player plays ah uh, yes the prop bets love the prop bets we'll start with you on this one Jeff what do you like prop bet wise today I like uh, Tony Pollard over 67 and a half rushing yards today for the Cowboys. He's been on a tear, um, and the Texans very much stink. And I think that this is a, a, just a game of second half running the football, right? And the Texans have the worst rushing defense in all the NFL. And the Cowboys are just going to be happy to win this game by X amount of points and move on to next week. So I'll take the over Tony Pollard 67 and a half rushing yards. Okay. Crack, what are you on, man? We're going to talk about that same game again. I want to tell you the reasons why I like Brown over. Brown over 71 and a half receiving yards. The Giants play more, uh, you know, man, man-to-man coverage and blitz more than anyone else in, in, in probably football. So uh, I, I think there's a huge advantage there. I think Brown's going to have his target share against those type of coverages. So over A.J. Brown receiving yards. Okay, I'm going to take Geno Smith over 269 and a half passing yards, right? They're going to throw it all over the place. (laughs) Running backs are injured. We'll talk more about that and the biggest of the big matchups on the way. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Ah, we are just one hour away until kickoff, baby. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. We're going to dive into as many matchups as we can here, but uh, we're doing our prop bets last segment. And I heard, I don't know if it was like a a groan from you, Crack, or it was like a, yeah, right on, with uh, Geno Smith. He's got to get to 270 in terms of passing yards today, what do you think about that? You no, a team no he, or anti no on this? No, no, no. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting yeah. for you because I don't have I, anything I'm, on I'm it. I'm rooting but. for you as co- crack code for I don't like your wager, but good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, wow. That, that, that that's, is, that is crack. Is that what's going like, on here, crack? You're like, rooting for like, like, I, would, I wouldn't do it, but <laughs> yeah. I hope you win. It took a while I'm, for us to like, you know, because I didn't know you guys at gel. Uh-huh. I mean, Jeff has me down pat. Am I that yeah. much of an open book? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, we yeah. can tell. Yeah. It's pretty. You it's, know what? 
That, I'm rooting it, for you, buddy. Jeff, that I was just. I felt when I, he took the Tampa Bay Niners uh, first half over. I'm rooting for you, crack. I'm right. rooting right. for you, buddy. Yeah. For you. <laughs> you know what's funny is last week when we were together in Mississippi, I got an in-game bet on the, the Jets. It was the Jets-Vikings game. And I was just thinking, I forget what they were. The Jets were down by double digits at the time. And I'm like, the Vikings play all these one-possession games. Their pass defense sucks. Like, the Jets are going to come back. And I just sat back down at the table and said to Crack, you know, I took the Jets plus eight and a half. He looks at me and subtly says, Jeff, I like your bet. <laughs> he looked me right in the eyes. Yes. I like your bet. And so if he says I'm rooting for you, it's the opposite of I like your yeah. bet. Yeah. Yeah, I like you your bet. I like your bet is, means like I'm I'm in for it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, but I I'm rooting for you just like code for like, you know, God bless you. Yeah. Like, the guys doing bless, great this year, but, Gino Smith but, though. You know, Bless um, your heart. Bless your heart, Brian, on your wager today. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's right. Something our, that's something our grandmother would say to us. Bless your heart. That's what they're I, It's a, it's is. a tough one because like you said, Jeff, both teams are so goofy this year, Seahawks and Panthers. But I just think with the running back issues that Seattle has with all those injuries, I think they're going to be putting in uh, putting it in the air quite a bit. And Gino is on a tear, man. Two touchdowns and 100-plus passer rating in six straight games. If that one goes down in flames, I'll shrug my shoulders and say, hey, you know, maybe I should have known better. No, yeah, I, I'm yeah. with you on, on the idea that he's their offense right now with all the injuries at running back and, and whatnot. I just think, again, like it it – I personally like to wager on things I can convince myself that I kind of know what's happening sometimes. Mm-hmm. And in this one, I've had I've kind of get going, going back and forth all week on like what to expect from each team. But if Seattle does move the ball, it's it's through Geno Smith. Like it has yeah. to be. So you're just betting on them getting you know 350 yards on offense, and and that being mostly Geno Smith. I guess right. it's just quarterbacks too, guys. I hate betting quarterback yards over. I don't. I I'm an under guy when it comes to quarterback. Now I did not bet under on this one, but I just hate. I like being a winner till I'm a loser. You know, one injury, a couple series he's out, it, it, it blows the whole thing. So I, I don't like betting a lot of uh, overs. But yet I, I am doing the same thing today with uh, with Brown on, on the Phillies. So, yeah, um, it's a little quirky, too, a little with QBs, you know, where, look, if you have a lead late, you're probably running it. We all know that. But it's right before halftime. Do you have the ball or do you not? Because yeah. if you have the ball and you're running two-minute, that could be 50, 60 yards right there, and that yeah. could swing your yeah. bet. So it, it, it's kind of goofy sometimes with QB. Prop. Can I do something odd here? Usually at the end of the show, I give out a, a prop. I want you guys to get this in now. That's why. Okay. It's a big it's a okay. big prop of mine, um, and, and, and I, I want you to get it in now Now that I hear the guys playing. and these, you know, I, I just think Cooper, under four and a half, I see minus $1.30, minus $1.40. I, he's going to be on like a pitch count. Trust me. So I, I, I like Cooper under. I, I, I don't mean to go out of sequence Amari here. Cooper, I just want right? you guys oh, to have good. plenty of time to get this in. You have an hour. Um, I, I, I want you guys to get this in uh, under under on Cooper on on uh, receptions. I think under four. I actually bet under under yards too. But let's. I think the the pitch count for receptions sounds a better way to go. Hey, I, I have on my just crack I, my on my book because I yeah. unfortunately I don't have sure. Um, how much how much juice would you lay on this wager? Like what? Do well, you I, I just laid a dollar forty on it. Okay, um, oh, okay. so this is one fifty town. And you love it, man. Yeah, if you're laying I, that, I hate yeah. laying a dollar forty. I laid a, I laid a dollar thirty, uh, but then I also laid a dollar forty. So I, okay. I, I did. I did. Oh, uh, you're, going for, you're going for it. I like yeah. it. 
Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, it's out of sequence, but I just think it's that important to say it. Um, I'll, I'll talk about something else towards the end of the show, but that's a no. That, that's a, that's a good one. I want you. No, guys you're to, good. To and if it. that is true, and Amari Cooper isn't, you know, he's on a pitch count because he's dinged up. He's injured right now. Yep. Um, who becomes the guy? Who's Deshaun Watson throwing to? Is it a Peoples Jones? Is it just? Does that swing the overall game? Right, where there are a lot of people, there's a lot of money coming in on the Browns, plus the points here. It's fluctuated like crazy this morning. But if Amari Cooper is on a pitch count and Deshaun didn't look anywhere close to being in a rhythm last week against the Texans, now that could be, that's obviously going to be big for the game as well. But he also, but he also, Deshaun Watson also can't look worse, right? And, and, And I think that last week, they put him in an offense that would kind of put too much on his plate. And, and part of the reason why the offense works so well, that scheme works so well, is that it's very quarterback friendly, right? We, we, we've seen in Baker Mayfield playing this quarterback friendly offense just you know three or four days ago after being there 40 hours. Like he, if they just run the quarterback friendly offense, not like the Deshaun Watson is our guy offense. They're going to be fine. Like, and I think Stefanski understands that, and I think he'll change kind of where he's at with what he wants to do. Yeah. Uh, let's circle back to uh, the one of the most interesting games of the day. That would be the Vikings at the Lions. And uh, the, the Lions still favored in this one. Uh, Lions, and this one has fluctuated quite a bit this morning as well. They are yes. up to two and a half. It's two and a half where is it at? Two now? Is it two, two and a half still? But it yeah. was going the other direction, though. It was going down. There was Minnesota money coming in the last twenty-four hours. Suddenly here, and as we speak right now, the well, the key mark. It's like you guys are watching this too. The key sports book on my screen just went red, which will go black. Uh, it went back up to two and a half. So uh, Detroit definitely getting money here. As we speak here, uh, less than an hour to kick off. This is an interesting game, though. This is the game that I told you guys. It opened up the other way. Minnesota was a favorite on the road. Took a lot of Detroit money. This, this, don't be surprised. This game doesn't, uh, you know, fall on three somewhere. Yeah, wouldn't be shocking at all. I like the over, especially in the first half in this one. I think we're in store for a shootout uh, because, man, that Vikings pass defense—it's amazing. They're ten and two. It really is. But uh, they just finding ways to win. And uh, they're doubted so far. A 10-2 and two team that is an underdog against Detroit. That's where we're at today, man. That's where we're at. That's the NFL. Absolutely correct. The Vikings also, guys, can't keep winning close games at the rate they are. It's impossible to keep doing it. And so I think people are looking at this as like this is a, a better Lions team than we have saw a month ago. They're better on defense. And there has to be some regression when it comes to Bengals winning close games, and the Lions might be the, the team good enough to, to take advantage of that sort of regression this weekend on the road while they ho- you know, just the hosting the Vikings. And that, that, to me, feels like a little bit in play here of like the psyche behind who people are taking. By the way, this uh, Dan Campbell, the Lions head coach, he made an interesting comment about the point spread here in this one. Check this out. We can't bet, so... You know, that's illegal. I'll get banned for life from this league if I – so so since we can't bet, it has no bearing on us. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked by that, but there again, it doesn't – all those things don't matter. Point spread, who's favored, it doesn't this, – this team finds ways to win. And if we're not ready to go and we don't handle our business, it's going to take every one of us, coaches and players, to win this game. That's what I do know. Because they've got they got plenty over there, and there again, a team that finds ways to win, those are dangerous teams. Kind of interesting. He said it's 
it's shocking to me that we're favored. <laughs> you know, like, I, I think that's more, he's just not a better. Yeah, he's just, hmm. yeah. These I coaches all say the same thing, right? Like, yeah. when McCarthy was told this season that he was a uh, underdog to some team, he was like, uh, no yeah. way. Like, it, we're, we're nobody's it, underdog yeah, or something like, they, like that. They yeah. don't care about the guys. Yeah. They do not care about the gambling lines. It's such a silly question. I mean, I get why we asked the coach that, uh-huh. but coaches do not care. They, they don't talk about it. They don't tell their teams about it. They don't change the way they game plan. They, they just don't care. Hey, but by yeah, the way, I how asked about you this earlier one? in the season about that, Jeff. You guys do know that in the locker room, though. You, everyone probably on the team, on the squad, knows, especially here in 2022, you yeah, guys but, all know where you are but, that weak favorite underdog. You realize it, but it's, yet you're saying it's not used as a motivational no, factor. Like the Jets wouldn't come you – know, he wouldn't go in there and you know, say, oh, we're 10-point underdog to this team. Are you no, kidding me? We beat them it, already. That doesn't happen. That's not used as a motivational no, it, factor. No, but – you know, co- coach will say like, you know, we're big underdogs this weekend. No one believes in us. But that's like coach talk, right? Like that doesn't, even if it's not true. Do you remember in 2018 when the Patriots won the Super Bowl and their mantra was like, no one believes in us? And we're like, Tom, you've won six Super Bowls. Like, <laughs> come on, buddy. Like, like you, we, everyone believes in you now. You know, like they're the favorites. No one believes in us. Like, really? Everyone does that. It doesn't matter what the line is. Everyone uses the idea that no one believes in us as a rallying cry. So that's why, to me, the coach might know, he might not know, but it doesn't change the way anyone prepares for for every game, or any game, I should say. Uh, Let's turn to another divisional game. How about the Ravens and the Steelers? Steelers favored by two points in this game. Lamar Jackson is out. So in steps in Tyler Huntley. Yeah. Something to keep in mind, it was the regular season finale last season. And Huntley, not great through the air, 141 yards and two interceptions, but on the ground, yeah. rushed for 12 times for 72 yards. If you look at his rushing total, maybe that's the way to go in this one. Again, not saying he can't throw, just saying it might be a better uh, yeah. approach to take him with the rushing over in that offense in particular. The difference is, is T.J. Watt didn't play that game, right? And T.J. Watt matters so much to the Steelers' defense. And his I think he, to, I think he did. I think that's when he got the tie. Remember, like he had the sack oh, to tie the record last season. Oh, he did play in that game. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I he, he there. I, I the thing about this game to me is as good as Huntley has played at times, they really don't win the game. When he's in now, last week they did one ten to nine. But when he started last year, they didn't. They, they were close. They kept games close, but they weren't able to win. And Pittsburgh's playing much better football lately. They run the football better now. Yeah. By, by the way, Watt is going to play. Obviously, the Steelers are fifty five and twenty five when Watt plays, and one and ten when he does not. And wow. the Ravens' offense was already having issues with Lamar Jackson, and now you remove him from, from the offense. I think Pittsburgh's a better team right now. It's just weird to say that with the, with the with their record versus, but Lamar Jackson is so much kind of so much the offense that when he's not in the game, I worry if the offense can be the same. They scored ten points and won a game last weekend. You're not scoring ten points this weekend and beating Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah good point. They they literally uh, Huntley here. Literally, uh, I was looking at at some some stats myself too. Well, first of all, let's let's go before I say that. The Steelers have have won four in a row, I think, versus Baltimore. And I, I don't like to use that. I'm not a trend guy. But um, so they already have even their name, you know, literally um, 
with even with Lamar in the game. So now you now you bring in Huntley, and they're probably going to run, you know, try to run the same exact offense here. Uh, listen, there's, there's a couple guys coming off injury that are returning this week too. So this uh, this this game is. The only game in the NFL that I could see right now, I'm looking at every game, opening line, you know, current line. Yeah. This is the only game that hasn't moved. No one knows what to do. It opened at two, Pittsburgh. It sits two everywhere. A total vanilla line across the board. People are just staying away from this game, it looks like. They just don't know what to do with Lamar down, with, you know, the rookie QB on, on Pittsburgh. They just don't know what to do. So this, 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 uh, this may be one of those games, like you said. It may be an ugly game, but... Again, this is the this is is the lowest total of the week. Thirty six and a half. Wow. My God, it, it's wow. so tempting just to by accident something can go over there. How so. about this too? The Ravens they forced a turnover in fourteen straight games, and that's the longest wow. streak in the NFL. So, do you trust Kenny Pickett? He's been good of late. He hasn't turned it over in four straight games. But do you trust Kenny Pickett? to not turn the ball over today. And then also, ask yourself, how many points is Pittsburgh going to score against that defense? This could be an absolute grinder of a game, the lowest total of the week at 36. But if you think that Pittsburgh isn't going to score a lot and they're probably going to turn the football over as well, I I lean to the Ravens. I lean to taking points in that. Yeah, I don't have a great I don't have a great feel for this game. As, as Crack mentioned, like no one's you know, the money on this game is not a lot because I think a lot of people are struggling with kind of like where where you should put like you know, where where you should put the money considering the injuries and, and the history between these teams. It feels like it's just a really a really tough game to kind of figure out. Yeah. Big uncertainty. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about that. Hey, be sure to follow BetMGM across all socials. At BetMGM, we've got Bill Krakenberger from CrackWins.com, sports handicapper. We've got Jeff Schwartz, eight-year NFL veteran. I'm Brian No. Coming up next, it might be the storyline of the week, and it's certainly a great matchup on top of that. Very important in the playoff race. We will get to that around the corner. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Welcome to the biggest tailgate party in the nation. You're locked into Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff. Touchdown! And it's presented by BetMGM. The king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz, and sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. We're about 35 minutes until kickoff here. New users, download the BetMGM app today and use code COUNTDOWN for a special offer. That's code COUNTDOWN in the BetMGM app. Sunday night game, pretty good matchup. Dolphins at the Chargers. Huge game for the Chargers and their playoff hopes. This is a... A really need game for the Chargers. Very important for them. Uh, also important for the Dolphins. They're still alive in the NFC in the NFC in the AFC East, and uh, also just playoff positioning in general. It, they're not a lock to even make it in just yet. So an important game for both. Of course, the storyline: Tua Tungavailoa with the Dolphins, Justin Herbert with the Chargers. Dolphins could have drafted Justin Herbert instead, took Tua. Tua has closed the gap this year, no doubt, because it seemed to be like Herbert by a landslide before this season. 
Tua has played very, very well and yeah. narrowed the gap here. Uh, but that is certainly the storyline heading into this game. Does Tua outplay Justin Herbert? Because if he doesn't, all you're going to hear is they should have drafted Justin Herbert. You're just going to hear that talk even louder than it's previously been. So does Justin Herbert get Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle mm-hmm. and a, a healthy left tackle and a good coaching staff tonight too? Does he get all those things that – remember last year, guys, we doubted Tua, and then he upgraded at wide receiver – yeah. offensive line and coaching staff and all of a sudden he's much better what if herbert was afforded a better coaching staff and any i think i saw the stat i think both allen and, and mike Williams are playing tonight but there's been like 45 snaps all season both of his wide receivers have been healthy together on the field at wow. the same time he's yeah. without a left tackle as we know the offensive line is not very good the coaches have stinks good chargers plays like a seven yard pass right like that's a perfectly designed play for them so to me um you know Herbert's natural ability is better than Tua's, right? Now, of course, you have to put that into into display, but I'm telling you, man, if they end up with Sean Payne next year, this will be no longer a discussion. It, 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 not slight to Tua, but we will no longer have a discussion of whether or not you know, who's better, who's not. And I just think, to me, it's a really um, – it's like an interesting – it's a narrative game. That's why I don't like to wager on this one, Crack, because it just feels like it's, a, it's we're going to be yelling back and forth over and under – Twitter being miserable even more than usual during this game. I'll take the over on that one. It's just going to be every throw will be analyzed. And in the end, I come down to this. The Chargers just kind of aren't very good. They're not well coached. They never do as expected. They find ways to charge your games. They're beat up. I don't trust the staff in a close game. The Dolphins are coming off one of the worst games they've had in six weeks. I think they're going to play much better. They're better coached. They'll be better prepared. And I kind of think the Dolphins take care of business in a big way in this game. Wow. Oh, that, that's a big opinion. Um, you know, this no, I'm not wagering on it, but I'm, I'm with – I'm, you know, I'm three, just three of that right. opinion, yeah. And, uh, again, biggest – biggest uh, couple 55.5s on my screen in front of me. This is definitely the highest total. Uh, maybe the, approaching – this is probably the highest total of the year. So, um, But, yeah, now, listen, you said something good there. I, I agree 100%. The Chargers just aren't as good as they're supposed to be ever, it seems like to me. Uh, you may have to go back to, like, Dan Fauci. Or, they're just never as good as, they, as, they, as, as they're supposed to be or projected to be. You think they're good value as a long shot for the Super Bowl, 20-1. to 1, or They just never get there like that. And, you know, they, they are healthier, though, now. Uh, they get back their center, I believe, also. You said Mike Williams, uh, who's a legitimate uh, one of his deep threats there. Um, but... Eight and four Dolphins, six and six Chargers. This game, both teams, even though the Miami's eight and four, both teams really need this game. The Chargers probably needed a little bit more. So, um, like you said, Miami won five in a row before last week's loss to San Fran. Chargers dropped three of the last four. Yeah, I, I, I don't know this. I'm not betting on this game, but if forced, I think you're right. I, even though the Chargers need the game more, I think Miami might even need the game after after last week's loss to put a little more, uh, you know, in, in the locker room there. So yeah. it should be. But then again, this is a good primetime game. That I know. Oh, I know, guys. Just watch without a bet. How do you <laughs> yeah. do that? How do you, you can't yeah. do, do you that? Manage? Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I, I mean, the, the importance of this game is obviously a wild card tiebreaker, too, at some point, right? If these teams are tied at some point for the yeah. wild card. But, you know, if Could Buffalo be. wins today against the Jets and the Dolphins lose, that's a two-game lead Buffalo has. Yeah. And that kind of puts a division, I think, out of reach for the Dolphins. And you just, you know, you don't want to have to go, obviously – 
on the road in the playoffs if you don't have to. Um, and so I think if you look at even the schedule down the stretch for the Dolphins, you know, it's it's they're at the Bills next weekend. Um, then the Packers, who are kind of feisty, at the Patriots and Jets. It's, it's a pretty tough schedule down the stretch, right? Physical defenses, physical offensive lines you're playing against. And the Chargers, I think, have a much easier path with the, 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 the Colts on their schedule, the Rams, and the Broncos. So it's kind of a spot for the Dolphins. If they want to you know, be in the wild card for certain, they got to win this game. I want to circle back to the Herbert thing because I do feel like the general vibe is that people are overly down on Herbert. And for the reasons that you pointed out, Jeff, that can be misleading because he hasn't had his complement of a a supporting cast this year, and that's made a big difference. I read something from Bill Barnwell, who does a great job with ESPN. He had a column where he was talking about the quarterbacks from the 2020 draft. And if you redrafted, who would go where? And every now and then I kind of roll my eyes at that thing. But this one, for some reason, was interesting to me because you had Burrow go number one. He stuck with that. Then he had Jalen Hurts going second, the Eagles quarterback. Then Tua, then Justin Herbert. He had Herbert going fourth yeah. among the 2020 quarterbacks. And it was just like, wow, really? I, I think we're just stuck in the moment with Justin Herbert instead of looking at the long haul over the next 10 years. Would you take Tua four, uh, I'm sorry, Herbert no. fourth out of that group? I, don't, I wouldn't no. do that at all. Wow. Very uh, we, we, are, we are prisoner of the moment, but also – we don't talk enough about coaching when it comes to these, you know, kind of the, the, the way we evaluate quarterbacks, right? Like, put put two on the Chargers, put Jalen Hurts on the Chargers, and put Herbert on the Eagles or Herbert on the Dolphins, and we're talking about Herbert with MVP votes, right? And like, be, like I think that, that that is, and hopefully the Chargers handle this, you know, in the offseason. Go you know, look for once, Chargers, don't be cheap. Go pay Sean Payton. Like, Sean Payton, what do you want? How much money do you need to come coach us? Because we need you to come help our young quarterback. And I think at it, it, this time next season, we'll be talking much differently about Justin Herbert. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, coming up, we got to keep it with the previews here. Another interesting primetime matchup. Uh, but right now, someone who's always interesting. Ben Bode. After all the compliments I've given this guy during the show, that would be one Isaac Tron with the latest. I love what's up. Uh, we got some late breaking news for you guys. Dallas Cowboys starting safety J. Ron Curse was injured during pregame warmups a short time ago prior to their home game today against Houston. He was helped off the field. No word yet on what the injury was and what Curse's status is for the game. New York Giants running back Saquon Barkley is active for their game today against the Philadelphia. Philadelphia Eagles despite a neck injury. Cleveland Browns receiver Amari Cooper is active and will play today against the Cincinnati Bengals despite a hip injury. Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence active for their game at Tennessee despite a sprained toe. Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson as expected officially inactive today at Pittsburgh because of a sprained knee so Tyler Huntley will get the start at quarterback. ESPN reports Jackson is also expected to miss next week's game against Cleveland. Finally sad news for from the NBA, the Boston Globe reports that Paul Silas has passed away at the age of 79. Silas was a two-time All-Star and a three-time NBA champion during a 17-year playing career. He then would spend another 13 seasons as an NBA head coach. Fellas, back to you. Thanks, Ilo. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. The other primetime matchup, the Patriots at the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona is 4-8. They're a 4-8 football team. 
That's why yeah. they're a home underdog. The Arizona is plus a point and a half in this one. This could be the the nail in the Cliff Kingsbury coffin. Yeah. If uh, if we haven't gotten there already, if you lose in prime time and it's I don't know some sort of a, an ugly loss, uh, this could be yeah. it. Meaning like he doesn't finish the season potentially. I could see that happening if they lose this game. So you know, like every May, you think to yourself, like man. I kind of wish football was on, right? Like, I miss watching football. And, you know, there's always that feeling, right? Of like, man, I just, I, I miss ball. I can't wait for it to come back. And that's the only reason why I'm watching this game on Monday night is that I know that I'm going to miss watching football at some point, <laughs> And I'm going to take every advantage I can to watch games that I just do not have any interest all whatsoever. I, I do not care about the New England Patriots and their so-so offense run by a defensive coordinator who got mocked by Vance Joseph, the Cardinals defensive coordinator this week. Um, I care zero percent about the Cardinals. Nothing about Arizona is interesting to me. Nothing. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Kingsbury and, and Kyler Murray just have a, have a punching match on the sidelines. And if I, I get a little fired up about them arguing with each other during this game, like nothing about what is exciting about the Cardinals? Absolutely nothing. You're, you're There's not nothing alone. exciting about you're them right. at all. The Patriots right. are as you're boring right. as they come with a quarterback who's average at best. I, I, nothing. The only thing that excites me is saying, you know what, guys? I'm going to miss watching football in four months. So I'm going to suck it up and watch this game on Monday night. I'm not going to wager on this game. Like nothing about it's exciting. When the That's scheduler funny, made man. this game, I mean, this was supposed to be a much better Arizona team. And New England, both teams fighting for playoff positions. That's what they schedule. That's what they visualize for week 14. It is nothing further from the truth. Well, New England is still, I think they're 6-6. Six and six. They're a playoff New team England is, right now. Yeah, they're, they're a playoff. So they're yeah, they're six, six seed so, right now. So New England 6-6. Six and six. Even though they're the bottom of the AFC, uh, they're, they're easily in, in the playoff picture if they can, you know, if, especially if they run out. I mean, that's uh, it, it, another division. that uh, Buffalo, let me tell you something. Buffalo is not a lock for the AFC East. I know many people think that. they're the, I just looked yeah. at the odds for the Super Bowl. One of the sites have 3-1. to one. Give me a break. You can't bet 3-1 to one Super Bowl uh, on they're Buffalo Bills. Right you can't bet on anybody ever. But um, Buffalo still, still the clearly, uh, of course, they're the leader to be the Super Bowl champs. However, I don't know, man. This AFC East, they have some tough games coming up. Bills have a, some t- a tough schedule coming up, believe it or not. Uh, they can lose a couple games here, and you never know what happens here. Miami can come up there, the Patriots, even the, you know, the Jets. The Jets beat this team, so we're, we're not talking about that either today. We haven't really said anything about that. I will go back to this Monday night game for a second, but there's some double-digit dogs this week that are just – I almost shake my head. Ilo just broke that uh, – one of the guys out there, one of the main guys for, for Dallas got hurt in warm-ups. Uh, I'll tell mm-hmm. you – uh, 17 points is a lot of points That's in the NFL for anybody. Now, I know it's Houston. I know they're terrible. I've lost on them a couple times this year. I didn't bet the game. All I'm saying is it's a lot of points. Jets, same thing. 10 points. They already beat this team. I know it's in Buffalo. It's a little bit different conditions. Um, and then, then I'll look at the Kansas City game. I'll call that a double-digit game since it all opened up 10. Let me tell you something. Yeah. I, I lean to Jeff's side there. Uh, Jeff, got, Jeff, did you get the hook? You got nine and a half? Yeah, nine and a half, yeah. I hate myself for wagering yeah, on this game, yeah. but like this is. But you said you hate yourself for wagering on it, but it's like a yeah, classic like, a bat, like Chiefs win twenty thirteen. You're not terribly happy right. about it. 
but they win the game and move it along because Denver's defense is really good, and we've seen the Chiefs this year struggle yes. against really good defenses. They kind of take away, especially in, in Denver plays a bunch of man coverage, and the Chiefs are not good against man coverage. Um, and I think that the Chiefs are struggling to move the ball, but the, the Broncos can't score, so it's not a concern I think for the Chiefs side. But I'm gonna be sweating. I'm gonna need like a Russell Wilson two minute drive to cover this game, and I'm not looking forward to it. Um, but it's the right side, you know. Everyone we've talked to up until today has said. There's a lot of money on the Chiefs in this game, of course. And so I'm, I'm okay with being on the side of, of sharper money in this game. It's not fun to root for the Chiefs, my team, to not win by more than nine points. But I think I'm on the right side on this one. Yeah. It's a weird, right? You're rooting for both teams, in a sense. So it's, it's a weird thing. But welcome to betting, you know? It's, yeah. It's not, I, re- it's I always, always go back to the, the Bronx tale. Uh, listen. <laughs> Uh, you know, see if you can't pay your mortgage. See if uh, if someone on Kansas City. Let's see. Let's see if we can get the coach or or, or, the, or of course Mahomes to, to to pay your mortgage. See what they say. They don't care about you. Why do you care about them? Uh, yeah. I know. I know. Sorry. But I know. <laughs> but you <laughs> still the love them, Jeff. You let, don't let don't let crack in his. You know his. Uh, oh, I'm not no, I, I, I my wagers are locked in. I, his, I just yeah. add like today. I just yeah. added props as crack. Just list them out. I'm like done. Except you know, yeah. the Tampa. I just I can't yeah. do it. I still can't. How come do you it. didn't do that with my Geno selection? Huh? Why was it just done? <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, over I'm You know what? I'm rooting for your best success, Brian. We're rooting for you. We're rooting for you, buddy. You're just like crack. You're just like. We're, yeah. we're rooting for you. Right. It's Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Let's dive into this. Here we go! Not live yet, live betting. Ready, go! Okay, so we're looking for potential in-game opportunities. If these opportunities should present themselves, we're looking to pounce. Looking to pounce. So uh, what do you think, Crack? We'll start with, start with you. In-game I'm going to go with that Kansas City game. I'll tell you, if Kansas City comes out and with the lead, uh, you're going to get you're going to go through the one of the key numbers of 10. It's not the keyest number. Three and seven would lead that. But I think you'll have a good opportunity for for uh, if Kansas City get maybe gets a kickoff, runs the ball back deep, maybe scores even three, and you can get the line over 10. That may be a good opportunity for Denver. Like like Jeff said, good defense, a low total here, pretty low, 44. Uh, I think points will be a, maybe a premium at later in the game. I think if you, if you can get double digits on Denver after a live bet, and you're betting against the public too, by the way. Public says, oh, my God, Kansas City, they're going to kill them. So there's a good good spot maybe for Denver later. I'm looking at the at the, the Cowboys Texans game. Um, the Cowboys recently have put away bad opponents in the second half of games, and you look at the Texans getting out early to a lead. Remember, the, the Cowboys were down 13-7 to the Giants and won 28-20. And last weekend, the game was 21-19 uh, in the fourth quarter. The Cowboys won that game 54-19 against the Colts. I think I think the Texans get out early to a lead. I mean, I would, you're not going to probably get under 10. I, I doubt it unless it's like it's yeah. a seven-point Texas lead at halftime. But, like, anything under 14, I think, I'd be comfortable taking the Cowboys and laying the money on that one. Because I, I just think the Cowboys, by the end of this game, are going to be dominating. It might not start early. But, you know, by the end of the game, they win this game by, you know, 14 to, to 25 points. So 14, 27 points. Something like that. It's going to be a big win. I got my eye on a couple of games here. I could see the Bengals getting off to a good start and you get additional points with the Browns. It's going to take Deshaun a little bit of time to get into a rhythm. I wouldn't be shocked if it happens this game where he looks a lot better than he did last week. And the Browns have just played since he's so tough. Joe Burrow is 0 for 4 
against the Browns. So if the Bengals get off to a 7-0, 10-0 start, I could see the Browns being the right side with those additional points. Absolutely. And I also like, how about the Lions, right? Uh, the Vikings have played all these one-score games. I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Vikings get off to a good start and you're getting all these additional points at home with the Lions. If you're getting plus points with the Lions, I would look to pounce on that as well. Mm, I like that one as well, yeah. Yeah. And, and ask yourself this. Think about Sunday night. If the Dolphins get off to, let's say it's 7 nothing, they, they score the opening touchdown. The Chargers are three-and-a-half-point dogs right now. Like, what's that line going to be if it's 7 nothing Dolphins? You know, like you're inching up toward, what, six-and-a-half-ish, somewhere like that? Uh, that might be a good spot to look at L.A. They need this game bad. I am rooting for Justin Herbert so bad in this game. I, I hope it's like I, a little bit of organ blood in me. Like he's just remember he's playing with a rib injury too. Missed no time. He's playing. With, he couldn't even remember the, going back to week two or whatever it was. He hurt his. He couldn't even run down the field. Yep. He's been playing all season with a rib injury. And I just hope that after this game, you know, we kind of have maybe a different tune about the player he can be. It's so funny. I'll say real fast, like these injury issues. It's the biggest story ever the week at like the first game that you have it and then you just completely forget about it if the guy guts yeah, through it. you know what I mean like well the, the reason why is because in the NFL you're considered healthy if you play yeah like and if you put film out there if you're on the field on Sunday you're considered healthy and it stinks the way it's you're evaluated that way but you know there's no one in, in is gonna be sitting watching your film on, on Monday morning being like well Schwartz was hurt out there, but at least he gave it an effort. Because Schwartz sucked. He didn't block anybody. It didn't matter if you're like so for Herbert, yeah, the evaluation can be, okay, you played injured, good for you, but we don't really look at it that way, right? If you're in the game, you're healthy. That's the way you're considered. Yeah, that's typically the way it goes, man. All right, we're gonna close it down in style coming up here with Bill Krakenberger from crackwins.com. He doesn't like my Geno Smith selection today. We've got Jeff Schwartz. Eight-year NFL veteran. He doesn't like my Geno Smith selection today either. <laughs> we're rooting for you. They're, they're rooting for me. <laughs> they're not going to come aboard, but, man, they're rooting for me over here. I'm Brian No, we, uh, we come up with our picks of the day right around the corner. All this data, all this information, you got to whittle it down and make a pick over here. So we will do that, and we will compare notes as well. It is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Kickoffs are coming soon, and we're leading you up to them. This is Fox Sports Radio's Countdown to Kickoff, presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Once again, here's Brian No, eight-year NFL veteran Jeff Schwartz. Are you kidding me? And sports handicapper from CrackWins.com, Bill Crack Crackenberger. Ah, uh, yes, only 10 minutes until kickoff. It is Fox Sports Radio's countdown to kickoff, presented by BetMGM. Props to the crew. Isaac Lowenkron on the updates. Fantastic job. Producer Ryan Bershinger. Technical producer Iowa Sam. Iowa Sam loves the band The Darkness. Huge fan of, of that Love band it. over there. That's right. That's true. Top of the hour. Steve Hartman, Rich Ornberger. The football conversation continues Let's dive into this. Rapid fire. 
Okay, rapid fire over here. Let's start with you, Crack. What's one of your plays of the day here, buddy? Let's look at uh, another play where the, the player that just coming back here, they may not use him in full force here. Let's go to Seattle. Let's go to Metcalf under 66 and a half receiving yards. So uh, I see that at 65 and a half, a couple spots. I think that's another play that we'll uh, throw in the prop mix today. Okay. Like that. What do you think, well, Jeff? You, do you really, though? I don't really like that one. I mean, that, 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 it'd be tough to get the, the Geno one over here. Um, I like uh, Mike White <laughs> under 49, 249 and a half for passing yards today. He's on the road at Buffalo. Last weekend, the numbers were inflated because the Vikings could not tackle Garrett Wilson. It wasn't like Garrett Wilson did – wasn't like he was wide open all the time, right? We were watching that game. Like, Can you just tackle him, please? Um, so I think Mike White today has a, has a much tougher time um, in Buffalo – uh, that's a pretty high number for him. So under 249.5, please. Okay, I'm going to go back to the Lions game. I'm looking at Jared Goff, a little extra ju juice, minus 135. But, hey, you're laying a dollar 140 at, at some point uh, there, Crack. Amari Cooper, love that play, by the way. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's a big play. I tried to give that earlier. If someone didn't hear it, Amari This Cooper. is about me, Crack. This is not about you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, you it's okay, it. man. I'm, I'm just juice. joking. I'm totally um, kidding. Um, I'm going with Jared Goff. At least two touchdown passes today. He's been on like a tear. He's been on a tear against a bad pass defense with the Vikings today. I like him to get to two. So what's that? Over one and a half? Is that the bet, Brian? Yep. Over one over and a half, one and a half for Jared right. Goff. Okay. Over one and a half. You like that, I, Crack? Or you, you just um, actually, I, I, I would lean that way. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I, I think a lot of points in that game. So I, I'm agreeing with you on the points in that nice. game. Nice. Jeff, um, you? I, need to I don't know if there's sack props for oh, the Niners in this yeah. Niners-Bucks game. Typically, in, in most games where there's supposed to be a lot of sacks, the number's like four and a half. It's like a really high sack number for a game. Uh -huh. If you could get like three and a half, I would do that. Four and a half is pretty high. Five sacks is a lot in an NFL game. Um, I can't find a number for that, but if your book has it, anything over three, over three and a half would be good. Over four, you could push. Over four and a half is a lot. I might stay away from over four and a half, but over three and a half sacks, I think would be a good wager for the Niners' defense today against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Nice. Keep that in mind. Let's get to this as well. And this is the best play of the day. It's a touchdown! Give it to me. All right, Crack, I'm envisioning you taking Geno Smith to get to 270 <laughs> passing yards right here. I'm going to take a large peanut and cut it up in three with these big dogs here. Jets plus 10. Uh, even though I didn't bet the Houston, I see a 17 and a half at BetMGM. Bernie Frado just texted me. That's 17 and a half. That's a, that's a lot of points for anyone in the NFL. Lifetime, 67% winner here. Last one, Kansas City. I'm sorry, Denver, plus the points. There's some Ooh. big dogs there. Throw them in there. Okay. Enjoy week 14. Go, Gino!